What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 55. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the future class of video games. Blessing, Addy Oye Jr. What's up, Greg? What's that? Look at that hot jacket you're wearing, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash store if you want to get your hands on this jacket. This is the PSI Love You XOXO bomber jacket. It's just a work of art, if I do say so myself. Yeah, and I, I say oh, that it's hot. I didn't make it. I didn't have anything to do with it, but it's hot. They also sell a Switch case there, which is a misnomer. You could also put a PlayStation Vita in it. I'm just putting it out there. Just a heads That's up. very smart. I never you thought about I mean? that. Put Even it in there with a bunchy like little. If if uh, I feel like if I got that that uh, Switch case, put it in my backpack. I, I I could see the Vita like shaking around in there. In yeah, I would put it. I mean, I would pad it out a bit. I would pad it out a bit. I put a sock in there, maybe, maybe some you know microfiber cloths, some some different Vita cases in there. You want to make it nice and tight. Mm-hmm. You want to pump yeah, it up in there. That's but great. it was an interesting choice on us making a switch case. Just a very unsuccessful system. Sad. Yeah, no, that's what I hear. I hear that the 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 switch wish, wishes it was the 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 PS Vita. In I mean, the Vita. switch Does definitely any, wishes it had the PlayStation Vita's library. Does any console wish it was the Vita? I don't even Stadia. think the PSP Stadia. wishes it was Stadia the Vita. does. That's <laughs> true. Stadia Stadia does wish no, PSP the, was the fucking Vita. dope as hell. That's why it doesn't wish it was the Vita. Don't worry about it. Blessing, you were about to say something else before then. What was that? Yeah, I was going to say, what's up with your Bloodborne journey? Because I saw, was it last night or this morning that you tweeted out that you defeated Mikolash? That was last night. Uh, the guy who I chased around the maze, right? Yeah. And then we're getting ready for this show, probably shoving food into your face. One of the reasons I was late to recording, I tweeted this, Blessing. I have rolled credits in Bloodborne. Normal, really? normal PSI love you XOXO tomorrow, which is the episode you're watching or listening to now. Bloodborne review sa- splat, ugh, re- Bloodborne review slash spoiler cast next week. Wow. That will be next week's PSI love you XOXO. We said in January we were doing it as the kind of or the kind of funny uh, PSI love you XOXO book club or whatever. Everybody go play Bloodborne. We all did it. So many of you platinumed it. I've beaten it for the first time. We will be doing our review spoiler cast whatever for next week. So make sure you get all your questions in for that. That's awesome. I was That's where it's that. at. Yeah. How do you feel? Well, I mean, do we want to spoil too much about what we're talking about next week? You know what I mean? I feel I accomplished. Yeah, I did. You know, I, I didn't look too far ahead. Of course, I have no fucking idea what's happening in this game. No idea who any of these people are or what the story is. But I still didn't want things spoiled for me. But you and I had talked already. I talked to Tam a little bit about it. And so last night I did a quick... Because uh, when I put out the, the thing of me beating the old cage face, when I beat cage face and I put that tweet out, Everybody was like, oh, you're so close. Now you're so close. And during the stream when we were playing Blessing, you were like, he's probably only got like an hour left. Like he's, he's, there's not much left in the game here. So I looked ahead and saw the thing of like when you go back to Hunter's Dream and blank is happening, that's like you're going to go make a choice or whatever. So back up a save so you can come back and pop another gold trophy right afterwards. So I was playing today, went back to Hunter's Dream, saw what was happening. I was like, all right, here we go. Quit out, save, saved it to a USB. Now, as soon as we're done with this show, I'm ready to upload, uh, you know, go that way, see how the other ending plays or whatever. One of the other endings plays out yeah. go from there. That's awesome. but it was good. It's a weight off my shoulders. You and I were talking about this uh, before the kind of funny stream. We're just like, hey, like, how do we want to handle this? We had said, of course, for PS, I love you, XOXO. We wanted to, every, you know, a month of Bloodborne leading into a, some kind of review spoiler cast, a Bloodborne podcast. Like, 
where are you at with it? And I was like, let's get through the stream. Let's, you know, it's two hours of me playing. Let's see where we go from there. And of course it, you know, it was enough to give me light at the end of the tunnel on how close I was. Obviously Tam came in. He was the Mandalorian to my baby Yoda. He carried me through a lot of fights and beat the hell out of people for me. and got me back on the horse long enough to get there and finish it. The Tamdalorian. Tamdalorian, yeah. Fuck Barrett. You know what I mean? Gregu. Fuck. That was hey, great. You know what? Tamdalorian and Gregu. I, I try go. I try to do my boy Tam as good as I can. And I feel like that was that was the best I could do. It's the thing I don't talk about enough where I feel like, you know, I'm just so used to after six years of having Kevin produce shows. Like he comes in and immediately takes me down a couple pegs. You know what I mean? Like that's a negative <laughs> on the show. The show could start if you're thinking that you know the show starts at hundred, he's already a ninety five when we get in here, right? I forget that Barrett adds five points. Oh yeah, Greg starts. Start, uh, Barrett starts the show at 105, which I always appreciate. Mm-hmm. Thank you, mm-hmm. Thank love you, Barrett. And then it's up to me and Blessing to bring her down to 88. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah, we're shooting for. Like I say, every time bad, and then you guys got to bring me down a little bit. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. No big deal. What did, uh, so, did the? I know. I know. I'm a, I know. I'm a host on PSLWXOXO, and I should know this off the top of the dome. Sure. What did the Vita sell at the, at the end of the day? Oh, you know, there's no reason to talk about what okay, the console right. It wasn't well supported. The Vita crawled, of course, so the Switch could run. Everybody knows that. It was mismanaged on several fronts. PlayStation immediately. No, no, don't Google. There's no need to Google. Remember, everybody, Stadia right now. Stadia right now, right as we were going live, said, you know what? We're canceling all first-party development. There's the real, there's a real failure for you, all right? Don't worry about the Vita. Freedom Wars, Uncharted Golden Abyss. We had stuff, all right? Mod Nation Racers. It wasn't a good one, but it was. We had a Mod Nation Racers. All right. Don't need to worry about what's happening to the Vita. Instead, remember Bloodborne. Yay, Bloodborne. So in anyways. 2019, roughly 0.35 million PlayStation Vita devices were sold worldwide in the year 20. So that's not overall, obviously. And 2019, which I feel like is for the Vita, it's a decent number. I mean, Vita's 20, got legs. Vita million. Island continues to grow. People are welcome to Vita Island every day. I know. Twelve more uh, Vitas were sold since 2019. Uh, the Vita was something special and y'all fucked up all right i'm just gonna say it now for the record you might say greg they didn't give me much of a reason to buy it i understand that yeah but i'm saying if you would have bought it maybe it's one of those chicken or egg situations you know sure uh, sony created it and sure they didn't support it all that great but if you would have bought it maybe they would have supported it you know think about it that way really flip it around and do that you might say greg i was just a kid at that point i didn't have the money like that's on you you are the reason the vita has done this you were the reason the vita failed you could all bought a 3G version right at launch. You could have been out there passing near goods with me and Shuhei, but you didn't. You, show, you, you made your bed, and I have to lie in it. And I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy. I hope you look at your PlayStation 5. I hope you look at your Switch, and you go, I'm happy with this life. Not even thinking about the, the Vita 2 you could have had also in, in this ecosystem, you know? Yeah, I'd rather yeah, have Zelda I on guess. the go, though, than, like, Uncharted Fuck. on the go. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good argument. It's not a good argument. Kinda... What do you mean? It's the PlayStation on the go. Zelda Plus. on the go? No, 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 Barrett. Calm down. Barrett, here's what I need you to do. Right now, you're a little kitty. Your claws are out. I need you to attract them. I'm saying my argument wasn't good. Oh, okay, I was driving okay, at the joke okay. that my argument is incredibly yeah. flawed. Having to switch to the PlayStation 5 is great. Everybody's killing right now. Don't worry say, about it. I'm living my best life right now with my PS5 and my Switch. Even though it would be awesome if I had Uncharted. But on the think Switch. about it. If the Vita and the little port, they put an HDMI port on it, it could have been the Switch ahead of time. Come on now. Now, what if it. PlayStation Studios published games on different consoles? 
We're going to talk about that today, but today we're going to talk about that today because, of course, PlayStation is an Xbox publisher. We also have so much more to run you through because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Each and every week, Blessing and I come together to nerd out about all things PlayStation. If you are like us and a huge PlayStation nerd, why don't you come over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, you can ask us your questions. You can get your name read. You can be uh, the PSN profile of the week. You can give us your photo modes. You can watch live. Right now, as we record the show, like Ray is, like Nick is, like Hype for Games are. Of course, you can also get the show ad-free. Of course, you can also get the show with the exclusive post-show we do over on Patreon.com slash Games each and every week. However, if you have no bucks to toss us, no big deal, you can get the show on YouTube.com slash Games, RoosterTeeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every week. I'm used to saying weekday because it's kind of funny games daily, but you know, it's weekly. Every Tuesday we put it up. Now, speaking of that and housekeeping, here's something interesting. Blessing, while I read about this, I need you to Slack. Oh, yeah, Slack Paris. Okay. And ask him, can, can we talk about the thing that goes live tomorrow? Or do we? can we not no. talk about Because this is one of those times where I saw somebody else talking about it on the internet, which made me weird. But So we'll just leave it then. Ask him and see what the embargo said. And we'll go from okay. there. But ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow, when this episode of PSLWXOXO posts, there's another thing on YouTube.com slash games that you should go watch. You should go see. You're going to want to hear about this video game uh, preview that we are embargoed on. Can we say what it is? I'm not sure. I'm pretty, but sure, I know it's strict, I'm pretty sure it's a strict, like we can't say what uh, it is. Then what we're going to do, as soon as this is done, uh, wait, uh, Blessing, are we narcs or not narcs? We're not narcs here. Uh, then we won't do anything, don't worry, but I have seen somebody break the embargo already, and I'm yeah, not sure no, what the rules are. Okay, then I'm not going to do that at all. Basically, what I'm saying, though, is there's a preview over on YouTube.com slash games as you watch this, unless you're one of the people watching right now on Patreon Live. Sorry. Uh, and you should go watch it and have a good time and enjoy it. Uh, remember, as I just told you, next week is PSI Love You XOXO Bloodborne Review slash Spoiler Cast. That means you need to go to Patreon.com slash games and go to submit your question, the participation links. Give us your review of Bloodborne. Give us your favorite moments, what you think would have made it better, all sorts of stuff. Uh, I will be adding, again, if you're live, it's not up yet. I will be adding that after this episode and going through that way. Ladies and gentlemen, you should also be like our Patreon producers. Of course, if you're paying attention, it is February. That's right, the month of love. But more importantly for this show, uh, the month after uh, our big fundraising uh, campaign we do each and every year to celebrate our independence. Of course, Kind of Funny is now six years old, which means I have a bunch of Patreon producers who went above and beyond to support us on Patreon.com slash Games. Let me read their names now. We're talking about Patreon producers. Graham of Legend, David Mintel, Trevor Starkey, Trevor Starkey again somehow, <laughs> Elliot, Patrick Higgins, James Hastings, Katie Gallagher, or Gallagher, uh, Sancho West Gaming, uh, Shy Jackson Burgess, Alex J. Sandoval, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Man Bear Paradox, Thalia Floyd, Civilian Soldier, Mizuki, uh, Trent Berry, Kevin uh, Bogues, uh, Joy, parentheses, Joseph O. Youssef, Tyler Ross, at Jesse the Decrepit, uh, James Davis, at James Davis Makes, and the Nanobiologist. Thank you all for coming out to support us uh, for our sixth anniversary. If you missed it, ladies and gentlemen, it's never too late to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and become a producer for next month. However, this episode is brought to you by Upstart. I'll tell you about that later. But for now, let's start the show with topic of the show. So, blessing, it has finally happened. Of course, in 2019... Which is preposterous to think about because it feels like oh, I yeah. would have told you this happened early or not even early. It was what happened 
summer of last year in the giant uh, 2020 dog pile of information and news. But yeah. MLB and PlayStation put out the announcement that, guess what? After all these years, MLB The Show is going to go multi-platform. At the time they said that, they did not say what other platforms it was going to. So, jumping, because that was December 2019. You jump ahead now to January when this happened, 2021. A whole bunch of people's heads exploded over the weekend when, in fact, Barrett, if you want to toss it up, it was revealed. Here it is. MLB The Show 21 on Xbox. Of course, the craziest thing about this being, if you look right there, the PlayStation logo for PlayStation Studios on the cover of an Xbox game. Oh, I saying, what did that do? The date, which was 420. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking if you got it. Whoa. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, It of all lines up. This that isn't a pot dream, too. reefer head. This is real. That was the first thing I noticed, too. When I saw the PlayStation logo Guys. on the Xbox box, I was like, oh, this, is, this doesn't feel right. This feels wrong. It feels like a new era, a new generation yeah. where PlayStation is a publisher on Xbox. PlayStation yeah. publishes Xbox Don't games. Get used to seeing this though. Interesting question or interesting thought. What I want to do is read from Xbox Wire, which we often don't do here on PS I Love You XOXO. Today's post said this. We're also excited to share that with our announced extension with MLB and MLB players, MLB The Show 21 will be available for the first time ever on Xbox Series X slash S and Xbox One. This is a very exciting this is a very exciting moment for all of us as the storied franchise will be accessible to more gamers than ever before. We would like to thank everyone at PlayStation, Xbox, Major League baseball major league baseball players association and the san diego studio for working diligently to bring mlb the show to more players as if that wasn't enough cross-platform play cross-platform play and cross-progression comes to mlb the show that's right with the show live on multiple platforms users will be able to play against each other online with cross-platform play and mlb the show 21 in addition cross progression allows you to earn and use content on whichever platform and generation you choose I toss in this little thing before we get into the real uh, heart of the matter and discussion here. And get just right up on all this pointed this out. On the downside, the standard edition of MLB The Show 21 will be more expensive on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S than PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. There's no free upgrade path for the standard edition, which costs $60 on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and $70 on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S. Blessing, at what angle do you want to come in and start this conversation? I mean, I think the place to start would probably be the why. Like, why is this happening? And I think the answer, I forget if we have this answer from reports or it's all speculation, but the easy answer is this is MLB coming to PlayStation and being like, hey, if you want to renew this license, we have to put this on other consoles, specifically the Xbox, because right now there's not there's not a competitor. There's not a comparable game on the Xbox in the Xbox ecosystem. Uh, yeah. And if seems like they're losing out on a lot hey, of man, free money there's rba rbi baseball rbi that oh that's true there's rbi here on the same day as mlb the show trying to shoot their shot and nah, just getting just in there it's not it's yeah. trying to get in there i can't imagine being the mlb and probably looking at madden and nba 2k right. and nhl and being like oh yeah these games sell astronomically each year and these games are available on all platforms and we're just missing out on a huge chunk of change by not releasing on any other platform except for PlayStation. And so I could, I could see the choice coming down for MLB uh, for MLB and PlayStation being, hey, PlayStation, this has been fun. This has been great. But we're ready to move on. We're ready to expand this franchise because we want more people to get invested in not only MLB The Show, but MLB in general. And if we can get people to transfer over and be like, cool, I'm going to play MLB The Show. Sweet. This is awesome. I want to watch more MLB. However that case may be, like we want, we want more people to get their hands on this. 
And for on the PlayStation side of things, if it comes down to the choice of do we want to let this license go because we don't want to release on other platforms or do we want to keep uh, developing this and making this money back because we have Sony San Diego, which is established and know, knows how to make this game uh, and are they're comfortable with making this game. Do you want to have them keep making this and just put a, uh, publish it out on other platforms and make that money? As PlayStation, I would just publish it on, on other platforms. Yeah, I think you're 100% correct. I was listening to Games Daily today where you and Tim touched on this for a while. And when you proposed the money issue, Tim's response was, well, yeah, but why doesn't that argument work for Spider-Man? You know what I mean? For Sony to come or for Marvel games to come in and be like, you know, hey, we want to make this game. We want to do this. and It's going to be PlayStation exclusive or however that conversation goes for, you know, more than two decades. MLB the show has been PlayStation and MLB's baby. And what I think puts it into a different caliber of conversation is the fact that Barrett is talked about it when we were off air. You've talked about it on air here. And it's the fact that they are losing so much money in this licensing agreement this way that there are so many gamers out there who want to play this. And the fact that they are, you know, the only game in town for this kind of simulation, right? For this kind of simulated baseball way, RBI, of course, doing its thing. And there's the baseball management games out there. But if you want something like this and you figure that you're the MLB and if you're paying attention, you look at, yeah, what NBA 2K is doing. You look at what Madden's doing. You see the difference there. And so you figure it is this, Everybody is in a rock and a hard place here in this in this thing when they get to this, these conversations, which I would love to know more about, which I would love to see how they shake out. Because you do figure it's MLB going to PlayStation and being like, hey, we love the game you make. You know, and that's the other thing, too, is like, you know, I understand this is an interesting one because I know our audience never really about the sports. But I think this is such a more interesting business side of the conversation. Right. And so if you're not paying attention, like MLB, the show is a beloved baseball franchise and i know barrett's got some stuff i want to talk about in terms of like the nitty-gritty annualization of it and microtransactions and stuff like that but part and parcel if you've never paid attention the show is an amazing game that often and i've talked about on this show doesn't get the credit it deserves because if you're not a baseball person how the fuck would you ever know that but think about that when you start dividing up the pie of gamers then gamers who care about baseball then gamers who care about baseball that have a playstation you start slicing it so thin that i'm sure when mlb does start these conversations with them it is this we don't want to leave you're fucking great and you are microtransaction this way that's making a lot of money and it's super successful and that's the thing like mlb always charts well when it comes out because people do love this game yeah you know one of our neighbors over here when you know he's a he's a doctor he's a full-blown adult kind of thing and i was talking to him and trying to explain what we do and he's like uh, his wife's like, oh, yeah, he's got a PlayStation. And he's like, yeah, but I only play the MLB. The sh- I only play MLB. the, And I'm like, the show. I know exactly. And he's like, yeah, that's that's what he has. And that's what he gets it for. And like those gamers exist. Those people exist. And that's such a relationship they want to continue. But yeah, look at the money you're leaving on the table. And then for PlayStation, right on the other side of that table, they'd love to keep it there. But how many units is it selling? There's this doctor guy I know, right? That is buying it for it. Sure. But and they'd is also, there enough they'd impact? stupid to let the MLB fucking license walk away you know if yeah. you let the mlb license walk away i mean like what do you do with sony san diego like we've That's had this thing, con- yeah. we, we've had this ongoing conversation obviously about are they working on uncharted are there are there sounds like they're doing something with a playstation ip down there that's not mlb the show but mlb the show when sony san diego had layoffs and you know uh guns up and kill strain and all that went away down there all the teams that were working on that and trying to figure out the even the people who were working with uh jaffe's folks for drawn to death and all or drawn yeah drawn to death right yeah, drawn to death. uh they like there was a whole bunch of people incubating and doing different things down there. 
all those people, all that PR, all that went away, and the show was the only thing standing for the longest time at Emily's show. So, yeah, if you lose this license, what the fuck do you do with that studio? Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's kind of where my mind went to as far as, like, why PlayStation would choose to keep that going is you do have this new San Diego studio that you're developing, and and, and hopefully that, that hopefully that studio ends up making something like Uncharted or, so, or something that yeah. we want, right, in terms of a PlayStation first-party game that is an action game or whatever it may be. But... Yeah, if you lose out on MLB, that then means you have to figure out what to do with the existing San Diego studio. And to what you just said, right, for a studio that has had uh, layoffs and stuff in the past, does it become a decision of, well, this studio is so is so trained to make MLB. The studio is so used to making MLB. It's easier just to either uh, merge it in with the new studio you're creating or merge it in with with merging in with another studio within uh playstation studios or maybe just shut it down because it'll probably take more effort to to try and pivot that studio into making an entirely different game than to just keep on doing mlb and making us money that way yeah exactly now barrett talk to me a little bit about where you're at you obviously a huge baseball fan you play mlb the show what is the quality of the game in recent years uh quality has been great like um MLB the show 19, I think, it felt like a like a pretty like the first time in a couple of years where it actually felt like, oh, they're trying to like add a lot more and, and, and think about like different uh, ways people want to play and bringing in like the cool um, historic mode where you can play historic moments from baseball like. Uh, um, oh, shit. I forget the actual uh, the player name, but like I think it's like you can play like Babe Ruth's like first home run in his career. Sure, like sure, that. sure, sure. Um, Derek I'm, Jeter. Probably, I'm yeah. I mean, it went through like it, it went like all the way from back there to like uh, playing as the Cubs to win the World Series over Cleveland. Right. Oh, that's awesome! And like, I saw that moment. I was like, I'm never fucking playing that because I don't need to relive that moment ever again in my life in a bar with a bunch of San Francisco's <laughs> being fake Cubs fans, being like, "Ha ha, fuck you, Cleveland kid." God, I hate San Francisco. You bandwagoners on baseball. Anyway. Oh, um, yeah. It was just San Francisco <laughs> that had bandwagon other Cub fans. All right, Barrett. I, I Even just, Illinois was, was bandwagon. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> look at all the bandwagon that people are going to see this weekend for the Super Bowl. You yeah, shut yeah, up with yeah, that, yeah. Barrett. Um, but, yeah, it, it's one of those things because it's an annualized series. Not every year is like that. Uh, like, that was kind of my uh, criticism on, like, the one time I did a segment of Boss Baby's Safe Gamer Zone for PS I Love You. Right? So, yeah. uh, I talked about the show 20 and, like, it's more of 19. It's cool. Like, if you have 19, I don't know if I would recommend getting 20 um, and, and stuff like that. So, I'm interested to see what they do to iterate on it for 21 now that it's coming to other consoles. Um, yeah. And, uh, like, the question I was throwing out before we started the show of, like, if it's not as iterative, like, will Xbox players like this year more than PlayStation players? Because play maybe PlayStation players are like, oh, yeah, this is just kind of more of the same. It might be a little prettier because of PS5 and updated uh, rosters and stuff. But will it, like, really change a lot? And since this will be the first one coming uh, for Xbox players, will they finally be like, oh, shit, like, this is really, really yeah. good. This is Awesome. Yeah, exactly. You so, imagine they would, right? That's yeah. always been the conversation about the show, right? And I, I talk about, I've talked about it, uh, uh, not at length, I guess, but like one of the first things when I took over the PlayStation team at IGN, one of the first things, uh, the big things that I remember happening was Sony San Diego wanting to have a call after their review went up for the show, and I remember being like, oh my god, is this going to be the gross like 
why'd you give it this score? Why'd you do that thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I got on the phone with them, it wasn't. It wasn't at all like change the fucking score. It was very clearly of like, listen, like we're fine with the score, blah, 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 but we want to point out what, not even what we think are inaccuracies. The fact that like, oh, he said that this stadium is the same stadium as the year before when in fact we changed X, Y, and Z. We went and did these three-dimensional. Like, it was the incredibly, incredibly, incredibly nerdy tech stuff that I think gets lost in a general conversation like we're having from PlayStation fans who are not necessarily baseball fans, let alone people who are so entrenched with it or a reviewer who's going in there and how you have to go through like the actual amount of work they went into. And one thing I want to call out too, by the way, I'm sorry. To be clear, I saw it go by in chat a while. Here it is actually. Uh, uh, Nick Ash was, I thought it was a different Sony San Diego. Yes, the third party thing. I That's true. I, I guess my w- phrasing wasn't clear. I was just talking about San Diego, Sony as a whole. How would you do mm. this thing? Yes, it's a different team and a weird questionable yeah. like, I, weird I studio that's working on uncharted or the whatever sony san diego the new sony san diego is getting built up i wouldn't be surprised if they actually named it something that they is definitely like a, will name it something not yeah, sony san diego right you know, but i was just saying i'm sorry if that fell away what would you do in san diego but i understand the confusion i want to make sure we're very clear on that for everybody who's going yeah so i i'm in the same boat barrett of like the people who pick it up this year on playstation and have played forever are they going to be like oh man more of the same and then an xbox person who's only heard about this are they blown away by it and there's something else i think uh, you and tim were talking about today uh bless that i i thought was interesting too that all the chatter about this news has been from the xbox side xbox fans excited to play it larry yeah. promoting it you know major nelson out there you know the official playstation account put it out and then responded to it of like hey by the way this is on xbox or whatever but you're not seeing like Herman take a victory lap and talk about this, right? Yeah, it is it's very not, clear it, of like PlayStation it's on, is, it's on Xbox, but by PlayStation. PlayStation is not looking at this as a victory, like, oh, finally, MLB is everywhere. Like, that's not the energy coming from the mm-hmm, PlayStation mm-hmm. side. It is the energy coming from the Xbox side, which tells me that on the PlayStation side, they're probably like, fuck, all right, I guess we gotta do this because it's our only option if we want to keep the MLB, which I I get. I like I get that frustration of like we had it. We had this thing, like it was ours, and like we if people wanted to play the, the great play a baseball game they had to come to us you Um, imagine though this has it it you imagine this comes down to a bean counter thing where you're in there and i'm sure there's plenty of people in the boardroom when this idea got pitched that we're like but it's ours and we haven't yet and so many other people were like yes and it sells well but we're not going to lose those people this has got to be the idea that like even if you atrophy a few hundred thousand one to xbox like that's not going to put a, a dent in what these overall numbers are. People, this is still a franchise and a, uh, a game that is synonymous with PlayStation. That's not going to change, even if it's on Xbox over there. Realistically, they will probably make more money off of it this way. Like they are, 100%. they are losing, they are losing out on the being able to say this is a PlayStation exclusive franchise and what and you know get people into the console ecosystem that way by looking at mlb and being like well i can only play it there let me buy the console but at the end of the day like on the playstation side they're going to keep selling the same amount of copies and that means that they are not going to have to pay uh uh like they're they're not going to have to pay like a first party fee to get on the store or whatever because they're first party they're publishing themselves it is probably upsetting that they're gonna have to pay Microsoft the thirty percent or whatever to have it on their store. Like I, I imagine some people at PlayStation being like, you know, like fuck, man, <laughs> like we have to pay the, <laughs> pay the enemy. Um, but again, like that's gonna result in 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 more money uh, in their pockets. And so I think for as much as I'm sure there's a few people over there that are like, man, this this, this sucks. Overall, like it is probably it is a victory for everyone. Like this is the thing that one PlayStation is gonna get more money. Xbox Xbox gets baseball the players get to play wherever they want. There's cross play and cross progression, which I think is a huge thing. Of that's going to really benefit cool. everybody. Really, really and cool. 
that that's really cool. That's not something I would have expected from uh, a PlayStation yeah. first party game. And so that's I mean, like, really exciting. They, they've been doing like not like cross uh, progression, I guess, but like they've been doing this for the last couple of years where you can transfer your save from like 19 to 20 and stuff like that. So mm. um, you should be able to take your save on the road with the PlayStation Vita. Maybe you forgot about that, Barrett. Mm. Just letting you know that was something you could do too. What do you? What's your take on this game seemingly not coming to Switch? Do you think we eventually get a Switch version once they once they have more time to work on it, or do you think that's them being like we don't have the time to like slow this down? I think that that's a bridge too far, and I and it, it, it's you, you look at MLB and me, I'm sure someone there is like I hear the Switch is really successful, let's do it. But I do think that look, what is the last true third party AAA game that came to the Switch and we were all like they fucking nailed it, like this is perfect, yeah. like right? There's always something to it, and I think. The show is so large and so complicated. To bring back up the Vita, right? It wasn't one for one. You weren't getting... You could move your save around, right? But it wasn't good. It wasn't like how you wanted it to be. It's not the optimal way to play. And I think that, yeah, you're talking about a team that has this down to a science. I think it is that, yeah, I, if anything, it's just PC they'd look at next, right, in terms of making this happen. They want to get it on the, you know, big boy systems, the, you know, the the adult systems. I'm, and I love my Switch. I'm not trying to talk shit about it. But in terms of a power mode, it's more ease of use, where is it worth spinning up a Switch team? I doubt it. I bet uh, there's plenty of people who own a Switch, sure, but are they, uh, go back to the pie chart of the people who own a Switch, who care about sports, who care about baseball enough to actually buy this and go for it. And that being the said, is, I, l- I would love to play baseball in my bed. I would love that. Well, xCloud, right? Once you, like, it's not oh, on Game yeah. Pass uh, yet, but you can use your, you can use the power of the cloud God, to I never play things. the end of xCloud, Jesus. Now, you could remote play it off of your PlayStation as well, don't forget. That's like, true. PlayStation is a remote play app too. No, no, you can use your iPad. You can well, use you, your you, iPad. You can use your phone, but yeah. preferably, you'd use a Vita. Preferably, yes, you'd use a Vita. Preferably, I have in this Where house. You I'll borrow my sure Vita. I'll let you borrow my Vita. I have the Vita. I just don't have a charger for it, so even if I but try But think of it this way. You could... You could use your phone, you could use your iPad and the controller you already have, but wouldn't you rather remote play it to your Vita and then have to use the back touchscreen for R2 and L2? Yeah. Doesn't no. that sound like fun? I feel like yeah, the not hitting the right thing. to do it would just be to bring it over to the Switch, but yeah, I, I do agree. I, no, I you agree have all the things that's easy right Is now. that it's probably a step too far, and then, like, I feel like that team is all about, like, the fidelity, or not all about, but they really love the fidelity of, like, how they yeah. visually improve the games yep. every year, and, like, for them to have to work on a Switch thing, I just don't see that team yeah. being especially, super into especially it. when your focus at this point is probably PS5. Like you're trying to you're trying to churn oh, yeah. out as much power out of that thing as possible, and then to to take that and then also try and scale scale it all the way down for a Switch, it's probably way too much of an ask for Sony San Diego. I think you nail it, Barrett. Of like again, they they talk about this being the definitive baseball sim, and I think yeah, if you were to move to Switch and lose that fidelity and have different animations and you know uh, the crowd look like shit again and stuff like that, they just it wouldn't be worth it on on that side. I mean, the, no matter what they do, the crowd will always look like shit. <laughs> crowd, the crowds have come a long way. I was talking the, the about the crowds have come a long way, but where. it's like the crowds are always like. A generation video games in general. They're they're always a generation behind of oh, like yeah. what the actual like player models are and stuff like that. So it's like crowds now look like late game like my, PS3 my, shit, you know. My favorite crowd in a video game is probably the crowd from SmackDown Just Bring It. I think it was SmackDown Just Bring It, where you go into the crowd and there are just cardboard cutouts and yeah. you would walk around and they just like t- like turn very stiffly i love dude that. that was the the wrestling games that was always where you cared about the crowd that was yeah. always what it was about being part of there or whatever having it there um so 
I asked the question over on Twitter. I was like, this is happening. Yeah, I, I, I was, I, my interest was sparked, I guess, by Tim's argument of like, why didn't it happen for Spider-Man? And I think what we're talking about, we've laid it out. I don't know if we've explained it out though, right? Where I think MLB being an annual partner, seeing how much money's being left on the table, that's not cool for them, right? Whereas Marvel Games is a different be- belly of the beast. And obviously, yeah, there's the whole movies and Sony and all that jazz tied in the background of it and how confusing that is about Avengers. But let's leave that off for right now. Marvel Games being like, we want to make a great Spider-Man game. PlayStation being like, we have a fucking lot of money and a great team for that. They do that. There's all this back and forth in terms of an added benefit that goes on for years but isn't an annualized thing and clearly isn't hurting for sales and trying to get around that way. I, I thought it was interesting to put out the question of what other games would you want to see here? And I didn't give any influence on what it was and why, what, why would you pick a game to jump to Xbox or br- to bring to Xbox from the PlayStation uh, ecosystem, right? And I thought the uh, answers I got were interesting because people gave their reasoning on why they'd want to see this game come to the Xbox. Nanobiologist writes in, patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it says sly cooper so it can finally get the love and respect it deserves plus i need an excuse to re 100 those games and achievements are a good excuse for that i like this one i like this one for a number of reasons bless of it's in a way similar to what we've talked about with uh horizon uh going to pc where I was always saying, of course, when these rumors were happening, I was like, yeah, of course it's going to because they want you to buy your PlayStation 5 and buy Horizon 2 on PS5. It makes sense and get out there and be excited and be into the thing. I like this idea of taking a game that is, with all due respect to Sly Cooper, a dead franchise at the moment, like right, like one we haven't seen since uh, Sly 4 and that didn't do it extremely well. Taking that, putting it over there and seeing if you can... Number one, drum up support for a sequel, sure. But number two, make money off of a bunch of great games that people aren't playing. Yeah, I think the the strategy for PC right now that PlayStation is doing, where you're you're seeing games like Horizon and and Death Stranding and games after the fact come to PC, could work just as well on Xbox. And I think honestly that'd be good for the industry overall, right? Like for the players especially because you get to play games wherever and how, however you want. Um, but on the PlayStation side, that is a that is a good way to let people have that uh, taste of your library in a way that probably doesn't affect you as much after the fact like i know these games continue to sell like spider-man on uh ps4 is probably still selling pretty oh, well yeah. for it being years past that game coming out and i know that's probably a strategy that playstation relies on especially because you can say that hey games like bloodborne or games like god of war are going to be on playstation forever or at least on console these games you can look forward to on playstation forever but i think opening that up probably doesn't cut out the, the amount of people that are still coming to PlayStation because they know that they can come here in order to play these games first. And so you have that. Um, the argument you figure cuts back to what we're talking about of like, mm-hmm. it's money on the table that you don't have, right? Like yeah. to get really crazy with it, what about the entire Uncharted collection? What if you went and put that on Game Pass or just even the Nathan Drake collection? Something that is that taste of it and then, number one, it's if you did just the Nathan Drake collection, it's a taste of what Uncharted is and why people have cared about it. And then you know that you need to come over to get Sp- uh, Uncharted 4, Spider-Man 4, Uncharted 4 on PlayStation, right? But it's also the idea that even if you gave it all away and you put them all over there on Xbox and sold them there and made the money and did this thing, it's a great headline. And number two, it's a great advertisement for what PlayStation is right now. And why aren't you over here if we have these single-player, first-party, narrative-driven experience games that are like blockbuster movies that you can't get anywhere else? Yeah, it's a very, I think, future looking idea that feels very risky. But I think we're starting to see the first blushes of that, especially coming out of Microsoft 
and like Minecraft is kind of an easy one to point out. And Minecraft sure. is kind of a weird case because Minecraft was already on other platforms. And so why not? Like, why stop releasing other platforms when you've already broken that barrier with that game? But things like Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori in yeah. the Will of the Wisps, right? Like, seeing those come to other platforms, seeing Cuphead come to other platforms. Uh, I think we're probably going to see stuff like that more and more. And if, if by, the time, by the time we get to the end of the generation, we're at a place where Microsoft is doing that regularly with their biggest franchises, and we start to start to break that barrier, I wonder if it is proven in the long run that that turns out to be the superior strategy because you are making all of this money, especially for Microsoft, which right now, like right now, PlayStation is outselling Microsoft and like the, the last generation, especially we yeah. saw PlayStation sell outsell Xbox probably about two to one uh, as Microsoft. I'm sure there's somebody over there being like, you know, we can make a lot more money off of our own software by putting it on other platforms. And that probably do- doesn't damage our console sales too much, especially now that we're shifting Toward this focus on ecosystem and mm-hmm. active users on our platform and Game Pass, the more and more we can give our game or not give our games out, but you know what I mean. The more and more we I can mean. put our games on other platforms, that's just going to boost us up as as a company and increase our revenue and and make it so that we are uh, driving toward a future that it that that where where again everybody wins. See, I, that's what's interesting is I don't I feel like there's no. I, the only bear you talk about Xbox being in this place when we get to the end of the generation. I wonder if Sony wakes up to it in some respect and starts doing it as well. Because I do think for a Sly Cooper, uh, that makes sense, right? For something that you don't have any plans to do with anytime soon, it makes sense to put it over there. And I think it works better than the idea that clearly Xbox's goal would be to get Xbox Game Pass on everything. But PlayStation won't let that happen because, of course, let's say they did, and obviously there'd be a bunch of different rules and things. But right now, argument's sake, Xbox Game Pass came to PSN tomorrow. You figure the problem would be that they'd be taking money out of the actual PlayStation pocketbook because all the third-party stuff that's on Game Pass that you can get for $14.99, along with hundreds of other games, that's being sold for full price on the PSN, right? Like that's the, yeah. you know, you can go play Blair Witch right now if you want on Games Pass, or you can go uh, pick up pick it up for whatever it is, 20, 30 bucks right now on a PlayStation store. Like, whereas if PlayStation went the other way, it's not like I'm getting, well, I guess if it was like, here, let me bring in the second one. I was, because this is another one I really like as an idea. Jake Bakes Cakes writes in and says, Dreams. In order for this game to thrive, it needs as many players, aka creators, as possible. Put it on Xbox and more importantly, put it on Game Pass. Dreams gets a second life. Media Molecule's fantastic game gets the recognition it deserves, and maybe, just maybe, we see it reach a more mainstream audience. At a minimum, the hardcore fan base increases. Also, if we're being honest, uh, not many people are buying PS4 slash PS5 exclusively for Dreams, so PlayStation isn't losing anything either. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win. This is what I'm talking about and why I yeah. thought I, I was expecting it to be the normal thing when I asked this question. Uh, Death Stranding, Horizon, you know what I mean? Like the big stuff, the uh, God of War. But I thought you guys took the question and interpreted it in an interesting way. And Dreams is a great example that I continue to be- bang the drum for of like, this one works in this, again, quiet uh, uh, vacuum we're working in. But in reality, the fact that Dreams isn't pre-installed on every PlayStation, the fact that Dreams hasn't been PlayStation Plus yet, the fact that, you know, like Dreams should be being driven home to the PlayStation audience for the exact reason Jake is trying to drive home to the Xbox audience. And then, yeah, you could get it over there. You could put it somewhere else. You could have someone else be in it and actually making the game thrive. Yeah, I think that would be genius for, for Dreams. And I like even for the games that we're talking about, I don't think... I, I think you don't put them on game pass unless playstation has their answer to game pass like exactly the, that, that's where the, that's where the issue comes in of 
all right, we're putting these games on these other platforms, but we're making this deal with Microsoft to put them on Game Pass, and now people, it, it's more accessible to play PlayStation games on Xbox than to play on PlayStation. That becomes a problem for PlayStation. I, that, but, that's where, I, that, that would be the yeah. insult, right? That'd be the insult yeah. to a PlayStation person of like, yeah, you can hop over and get hundreds of games for fourteen ninety nine and Dreams. Be like, wait, what the fuck? Why can't I get Dreams right now on PlayStation that cheap? Exactly. Um, but as PlayStation, putting out Dreams for $60 or $70, or however, however much money, full price on Xbox, you're making back that 70%. And I think that then becomes becomes justifiable, both for the platform of Dreams, uh, getting people in uh, in order to make more creations and, ha- and have more of a community and all that stuff. But then also just on the revenue side, you're, you're making more money. I think that's smart. The one, the one wrinkle I have for all this is uh-huh. DualSense and sure. stuff that is built into the platform and hardware of PlayStation that they love to take advantage of on the first party, stu- first, first party side so that they can justify it. That's stuff that you're not able to do on xbox as well if in, in some cases not at all like astro's playroom just couldn't be on xbox at all but i because... don't think you would i don't they, i don't mm-hmm. even think that's the thing where i, I think the way it, this is all hypothetical because i don't even know if this is the right move necessarily but now that the dam is broken and a place uh, a playstation studios game is on xbox you dream about this future if you will or you know not even dream just you know picture it I'd be using it for stuff we're not going to be actively using. Like the fact, like anything that's a PlayStation Five game, and I know I just said Dreams, but I don't count that one because that one's not floundering. But Dreams isn't going to get another boost in the arm until something like this happens, whether it is PlayStation yeah. Plus or whether it is Xbox Game Pass or whatever it is. I want to be using the games that we have that we're not making money off of now that people would actually go and do a part of it um where was it i think i just deleted it actually but another user and a couple other people did too yeah kevin m wrote in with bloodborne and bloodborne for me is a full stop no way like that's the opposite of what we're talking about people are still picking up consoles for bloodborne that people like you know we're talking about right now and what we did in the past month of playing bloodborne the amount of you that tweeted about you're picking it up for the first time or doing something let alone the fact that it's part of the playstation plus ps5 collection like no 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 bloodborne is something you would never touch that you yeah. you want windowed off until maybe bloodborne 2 is about to drop but even then i think bloodborne is a consistent stream of revenue i wouldn't get in the way of yeah, Bloodborne, there's still a lot of potential in, especially because there's not a PlayStation 5 version of it. And I'm fully, I'm still fully expecting a PlayStation 5 version of Bloodborne because that game could really use it with unlocked frame rate and 4K sure. textures. And even like, you know, if you're able to, to to go in there and actually add ray chasing and all that stuff, that would be, I think, another huge boost in terms of sales for that game. Um, but again, like I, that, that's one of those things of, I think eventually we'd get there. Like, what does that look? What if if that version of Bloodborne were to release, let's say next year, twenty twenty two? Then by twenty twenty five, you know, I think as PlayStation, you can still look around and be like, all right, cool. It seems like sales of Bloodborne on our platform is plat- have plateaued a little bit because everybody everybody who wants to play it has played it and has it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's open up the floodgates and put it on PC and put it on Xbox and put it on on Switch. Why not? Yeah, and I think, you know, that's the interesting science to it. And what I loved about Tim's question of why not Spider-Man is then to take that logic and what we've seen with the show or what we assume's happened with the show and apply it to other games of why it would shake out. Coming the opposite way, I loved this answer. Uh, Steven wrote in, Steve Jr., 1128, and says, not exactly PlayStation to Xbox, but more Xbox to PlayStation. I would love to see Sea of Thieves make its way over. It's a game that gives me the same vibes of No Man's Sky, but in a pirate-type setting. No, sea of thieves is another great example of a game that has done so well for xbox uh over time where it came out yeah. and it wasn't what people wanted and they've added to it and changed it and there's a dedicated audience that plays it and has gone with it however it's the same argument in the the reverse mirror right of if you were to bring sea of thieves over here 
how much are you charging for it? How are we getting it? Why wouldn't I just go get Xbox Game Pass, which is the, obviously the idea of Xbox Game Pass when uh, Halo Infinite does drop just there, right? Of like, hey, you can buy Halo Infinite or you can get Game Pass and get it for 14 bucks a month, Game Pass Ultimate, right? And do whatever you want to. And it's the same thing with third-party games that release both ways. Like I was just talking about with Blair Witch. Like that's Xbox Game Pass marketing moves. Whereas like for PlayStation to just say, hey, the Sly Cooper collection is over there. Hey, the Uncharted collection is over there. That's just money. And I don't think that necessarily pisses off PlayStation people the same way. Yeah. Although I know people get pissed off in the fanboy wars all the time. Of course. <laughs> people are going to get pissed off because we're talking, we're talking about cross-pollination here. Like, people are going to get pissed off anyway. Yeah. Um, but, but hey, guess the, what? That's the future. But for the Sea of Thieves conversation, I've been playing Sea of Thieves uh, a little bit over, over the past week with, with friends. Yeah, uh, Arg. I actually, like, I've stated on shows before, I'm very wait, anti-pirate. Yeah, I, I don't thought, fuck with pirates. I thought you hated pirates almost as much as you hate Miles Morales. What's what's going on? Here? <laughs> oh, he's impossible for me to hate something <laughs> oh. as much as Miles Morales. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, no, I, I, I do hate pirates. I, love, I, I like Miles Morales a lot. I do hate pirates. Um... But I do like playing video games with friends. And see if the see if these is one of those games where it's on Xbox Game Pass, and so I have it through that, and I have an Xbox, mm-hmm. and I have mm-hmm. friends where, I, where me and friends are trying to figure out, all right, what game do we want to play play with each other? It's been a while since we've gotten to hang out, and like because of, because of um, COVID and work from home and all this stuff, pandemic, you know, we can't really meet up. And so, what'd be a perfect game for us to hang out in? And see if these came up, and I was like, you know what, man, fuck it, let's play some Sea of Thieves. And playing it like it's a really fun hanging out kind of game it's the way i imagine sure. i've not played minecraft but for uh my kind of funny has been getting back into minecraft and i assume it's a very similar thing of you guys are playing minecraft as a way to kind of fuck around and uh because it's, it's the type of game that you can just hang out in as we play and build build stuff and shoot the and shit it, i imagine it's like what like what rust has been for people lately too yeah of like hanging out but also like kind of role playing and stuff like that and just like fucking around like yeah yeah. It's one of those games that is much of it's as much of a game as you want it to be, right? Where I think exactly. you know you look at uh, the the nightly Fortnite things that are happening squad up on our Slack channel. Where sometimes yeah, it's go do all the things, and other times it's just fuck around and catch up about your day. Same thing with Minecraft. Same thing with Sea of Thieves. Yeah, and with that, I think Sea of Thieves would fit perfectly on other platforms. Like I think Sea of Thieves would be awesome to come to PlayStation because it is it does fit that fit that same realm of Minecraft. Of hey, it's a multiplayer game where you fuck around, you know hang out do shit like that only benefits from having community and people people logging into the game and being a part of it um i think the xbox game pass thing is an interesting wrinkle in all this where we talk about xbox game pass i'm sure the dream for microsoft would be to have xbox game pass on playstation and i understand on place on the playstation side why do you be like no (laughs) because we want people to buy games on our platform um but in, (laughs) in an ideal in an ideal world where let's say microsoft gets what they want like i think xbox game pass would be the push for them uh and all that stuff but even even without it i think putting sea of thieves on the playstation platform or putting whatever xbox game you want on the playstation platform and charging for it uh would like i I think that'd be just as good of a move yeah but i think see the is what's the interesting thing for me with this and why right now i have such an easier time wrapping my head around playstation being like you know what yeah publish old shit on xbox is that sea of thieves being put on playstation to be played is just guerrilla marketing in so many ways and i think that's what you're yeah. going to continue to see as third-party games continue a game pass where it's always going to be in like bethesda where the, you know let's talk about bethesda right and you know xbox is getting them and so everybody's been so worried about indiana jones star uh, uh, uh starfield uh elder scrolls like 
I think those big games are going to come to PlayStation. However, I think Xbox's marketing is going to be incredibly clear. Play the whatever the big game, whether it is Indiana Jones, whether it is whatever, play it on Xbox Game Pass. Play it right now for $14 or $10 or whatever the hell Game Pass is. Play it for now for a buck. And so if you're putting a game that I can get way cheaper on Xbox onto PlayStation, that then as a PlayStation game or an informed consumer or whatever, I see that ad. I'm like, what are they talking about? You look into it. You're like, oh, my God, I, don't, I can get the game I'm interested in for 10 bucks, 14 bucks. And then on top of that, I get these hundreds of other games like that don't fly. Whereas with PlayStation, I think being like, yeah, fuck Sly Cooper's over there. Enjoy it if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Uncharted's there. We hope this brings you back. And granted, there's the collections and there's PlayStation Plus, but it's not the same argument, I don't, I don't think. Do you think, if, 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 I'll ask both questions. If PlayStation comes to Xbox and goes, hey, we want to put Uncharted and Nathan Drake collection on your platform and just publish it as a game for $60 or $70 or whatever it is, uh, do you think Xbox says yes? And then flip that around. If Xbox did come to PlayStation, PlayStation was like, we want to put CFDs on your platform. Does PlayStation say yes? I think, I think Xbox would say yes to PlayStation. I think PlayStation mm-hmm. would say no to Xbox. I think so too. I think it's just, I think cause I, this, this falls in line with what Xbox wants, obviously of like there, you know, they talk about it, like Phil, uh, you know, Phil is always talking about, Hey, there are no, when console wars are dumb, we don't. We think exclusives are dumb. We're not going to be. We don't want to be a part of that race. And that's what he said. And obviously, they've, they've done little things here or there. So I think you know, ha- being able to say that, hey, guess what? Uncharted is Uncharted Collection is on Xbox Game Pass or on Xbox. Period would be huge. And maybe that's the answer too. Where you know, you put it on, not Game Pass. Just put it out to be bought there. And that that would be a big deal. And it would be like what we're seeing right now at the show of people from Xbox celebrating, and pointing this out. And this is cool. This is the future. Whereas again, I think the other way around. It's just too sticky of how you get an Xbox game onto PlayStation but not have it on Game Pass. And if it's on Game Pass, why would I want to play? You know what I mean? Like, I think PlayStation would keep establishing that big swing and dick they got of like, you know, we don't need you. Like, we don't, we're doing fine yeah. without all we this stuff. We got God of War. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we got a Kratos kind of thing. And again, that's why I think the argument is so interesting. Dominique Young is the final uh, reader mail for this section. Uh, wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, to be honest, none. And when I was asked, like, you know, what should make the jump? None. I think what makes PlayStation so great is the constant computation, but I think competition Competition. uh, between them and Microsoft and Nintendo. I think that has driven them to think and has driven them to think and who they are and what their studio can do best and tailor games to that and their core customer. And that's the weirdest thing about all this right where it's like we are living through a dramatic change in the way the video game business works and we've been living through it for a while where again you talk about like when division two was coming up and me and gary were on games daily and he would be like oh, i just want it all to be you know cross-platform and, and all this and i was like yeah maybe that'll happen I, at the time i think it was happening for maybe rocket league and it was even before Fortnite. and it was like yeah okay that'll happen for smaller stuff free to play stuff but it won't happen for the big stuff and then you jump to here where tomorrow division two playstation 5 patch drops along with the resident evil content and it's this weird thing of today talking about who we're going to play with and then people being like oh i gotta restart and it's like oh gross you know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, I didn't even think about that. You take it for granted now. It's like, again, Fortnite, I can play on any device. We're talking about the show being cross-play and cross-progression. And the fact that a game that is as new as The Division 2, I think, is still antiquated in the way they do it. You talk about Ubisoft, right, this this time around with Watch Dogs and Phoenix and uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, right? Where it's like, yep, there's a little cloud on your save. And that means, whoop, it's up in the cloud. And whatever platform you want to go to and you're linked with, you have it and you pick up from where you left off. Like, that is the future. And that's, I mean, again... 
I, I say five years, but probably two years, we're going to look back at that and be like how ancient whatever we're doing right now and thinking is revolutionary is. It'll be fucking stone tablets compared to an iPad. Like, I don't know where we're going and how fast we get there. But yeah, the idea that now there is a, a PlayStation first party game on Xbox, I don't think it will be the last. And I know that's crazy, but I don't think it'll be the last. How you, you were, you started working at IGN toward the beginning of the PS3 generation, right? Yeah, I got there. I, I PlayStation launched what November, and I got there in uh, March. How were the conversations around the advent of uh, digital downloads and how that would change things? Like, sure. were, were were there discussions happening about like, oh, what does this mean for the future of video games? And did you guys eventually get to where we're at right now, to where things are like cross-platform, cross-play, and we're looking at we're having realistic conversations about could PlayStation publish games on Xbox because. It, it, we, we are in a generation that's so fluid and all that stuff. And also, did you guys predict that GameStop would change the stock market because digital gaming would not? <laughs> I mean, you just <laughs> 13 questions in two percent. Um, you, yeah, when I, you figure I got there, right? Uh, what, so a year after, a full year after Xbox 360 had been on the market, and then, yeah, a few months after PlayStation 3 had launched. And if you remember, of course, the PlayStation 3 web store was a browser and it was fucking god awful, and the games mm-hmm. were terrible. Super Rub-A-Dub and Championship Sprint are the fucking games I'm talking about right now. And so I was there at the advent of the conversation when you'd start playing games that were downloadables and everybody's like, oh my God, this looks amazing for a downloadable game. This is pretty good for a downloadable game. There are qualifiers on it, right? And when you'd get to game of the year and it was, here's game of the year, here's downloadable game of the year, where those were the kind of things. And again, again, it sounds funny and you laugh at it looking back now, but at the time, that made sense. That was how these games were being put together and what we were. And you talk about, you know, I joked around earlier about Vita crawling so Switch could run or whatever. Like, that's what you're talking about. And so it wasn't a conversation at the time of we're going to get so far gone that Xbox or PlayStation will be publishing on each other, vice versa. It was more the idea of, okay, right now we're doing such tiny games and they can still take forever to download but we're going to turn a corner where what I like, remember it was a big deal when the first PlayStation three game was fully available to be downloaded. And you mm-hmm. talk about like, again, like I'm not even trying to do the Greg beat the drum for Vita slash PSP, but like the PSP go being a downloadable only system. Like these are crazy ideas at the time. They were ahead of their time on what they were doing. And that's one of the reasons they failed, obviously is that they, I think got here before people were fully ready. And of course they weren't great games. PSP minis. Like I love young Thor or whatever <laughs> the age of zombies, but like, these weren't things like this is the future this is what i gotta get on to so it has been this slow glacial living through like i mean blessing keep in mind for as old as i am i started at ign and of course levi buchanan was ign mobile or whatever ign handheld that might have been at the time right and i remember in a meeting him being like everybody's got this wrong like cell phone video games are about to blow up And we all laughed at him, laughed at him. And he's like, you guys don't understand. Like Japan's a couple years ahead of us and they have these amazing games. And we're like, how? And I picked up my fucking razor flip phone and I was like, well, how would I play? I I hate, I don't even know. I can't even write full sentences on this stupid thing. Are you kidding me? And then what? It was Mm -hmm. the end of that year. I guess what the year. Yeah. The end of the year, right? Where like the fucking iPhone comes out. And like, I remember Craig Harris. I remember, I remember being at IGN when, the news was coming in that Apple had this phone and Steve Jobs with this touch, this screen that had no buttons. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking fuck, about? Like, you're yeah. so old. 
Barrett, for the record, <laughs> we dominated that conversation. So all I came back to was, oh, oh. <laughs> I <laughs> assume I'm here. old. Is that what you're saying? The, the kids here. The, the, yeah. The, the, okay. just, yeah. You're old. Yeah, no, totally. And it's like, it's been awesome and fascinating. But the problem is like, you know, we do these predictions episodes, which I love doing on Gamescast. But even right when we look back a year later and granted, looking back at what we said in January 2020 versus, yeah. you know, like nobody could have predicted what was about to happen. But even then it's like, I would love to go back and listen to an old, 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 old beyond or an old game scoop and where we're because like it was just a different world at that point. Because, you know, like think about like what I'm talking about here in terms of accelerant, right? Where I always go back to uh, for me and what and I and I I would say for indie to game development in general, Xbox Live. Sure. You know, PSN, that was a walled garden for a little bit, but it was the iPhone. It was that for $99, you're an app developer and you can publish your game. You can publish whatever. And that was really when it was just gasoline on a fire of people who were doing it in their off hours or they were doing it in their garage again and they were making these games on a smaller scale that then, you know, we all wanted to initially dismiss. And st- I know so many people still dismiss it, uh, mobile gaming. But then it was downloading these apps and these things and having so much fun with them and then seeing that start to move over to video or you know video games, console games, and the way microtransactions came over and the way all these different things, but the way indie development took off of the fact oh, that yeah. the fact that Apple Arcade was a viable platform and it was a thing where you could make a game and you could be a super success and you could quit your job. Like so many people started that way. And so the one thing I've learned and I, I think I've been lucky in, right, is just that, you know, I started as it started to ramp up to a place where you couldn't know everything and you couldn't even predict it. Cause I mean, you go back and forth. Like I still, my favorite, one of my favorite photos on my phone still is God, it must've been, it's the old office. So 2008, 2009, but it's Mike Thompson had gone over to Charles on yet on yet's desk and t- turned over a giant box. Cause Charles was in charge of PC or one of the, I don't know if he was actually in charge at the time, but he was one of the heads of the PC team and wrote rest in peace, PC gaming. And it was whatever year to the year we were in. Cause I forget what had happened that everybody's like, oh, this is fucking over with, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. and the same thing for like the PlayStation 3 Xbox Series, uh, Xbox 360 generation, where we'd be on shows and be like, man, yeah, this is fun and all, but like, it's not like what next generation is probably the last one for consoles. And then it'll become a unified platform. It'll be a ubiquitous thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, Again, like obviously PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One generation did not, and it's Switch, if you put it in there, you know, generation showed that that's not the fucking case. But we're still on this weird track as we talk about the show going to Xbox and we talk about Stadia and you talk about xCloud and you talk about like that ubiquity of having your games wherever is still what people are driving at. But what does that actually look like and where does that go? And I think it becomes in the same way. I have Spotify, so I have all my music, right? In the same way, I have Netflix, so I have all this entertainment. The same way I have HBO Max, I have all this entertainment. Like, there's all these different apps, but they're all at my fingertips at any time. And that's still where we're at to an extent with gaming, right? Where it's like, everything's right there. And so, yeah, the idea that, like, you know, on the stream the other day, the 12 hours, I joked about joining them in the war zone or whatever. I was like, all right, cool. So I signed off of the stream while they started playing, and I started downloading, and what? 30 minutes later, 45 minutes later with my internet or whatever, I had the game and I could have jumped on and gone with that. Like to compare that to trying to review super rub dub or whatever yeah. and download this damn fucking game where I'm flipping the damn, just get out of here. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. And it's the thing is like, we can all sit here and predict everything, but I would not have predicted, you know, Xbox was going to, or Microsoft was going to buy Bethesda. Like, and what does that look yeah. like? And where does that go? 
It's just so crazy to think about how this the smallest things can lead to such big ripples where digital yeah. downloads become a thing on PS3 and Xbox 360. And like now here we are where we are downloading uh, modern warfare and we are like looking, we are, we do have crossplay and you have all these things. I made the joke about GameStop, but like legit, it, it is digital downloads that lead to GameStop stock kind of uh, lowering, which leads to them short. Totally. Uh, I forget the word, but like, you know, short sweep. No, yeah, short sells. Yeah. Short selling. Yeah. Short selling. And then that leads to like all, all that stuff, right? Like digital, it's just crazy. It's just crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, Xbox. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, the old IGN job was, you know, multiple times a week going to GameStop. You know what I mean? At least every yeah. Tuesday to pick up the new stuff. But like, we go to the mall all the time, and partly because that was where they had a food court, but also because somebody needed something from GameStop. You need to go pick up something, or you need to sell back games, or do whatever the hell it was going to be. And then like, now it's so quaint that I go into a GameStop. Especially yeah. now that there's a goddamn global pandemic. Yeah, I don't know the last time I was in a GameStop. I think right, the last time yeah. I was in the games in a GameStop was maybe right before the pandemic, where we took a trip to Target, <laughs> and like we yeah. were at the mall. And we, like, I think we stopped by GameStop then. But since yeah. then, I've it's been over. This is probably the longest I've gone in the last decade without going to GameStop. And I don't know when the next time I would be in a GameStop would be because digital games are here. Like I'm, I've totally. Trans- I used to, I used to be a physical games person. And now I've totally transitioned to digital downloads because I've I've seen the light. It's, I it's never want to like open up a case and replace a CD ever again because that that takes just enough work where I'm like, oh, why would I do that when I could just click over and press X? Like that's the easier thing. Even though with and, that yeah, though, like transitioning to digital, like I would still find myself like if there was a GameStop around, I'd like always go in and still like walk around. Check what's up mm. and shit like that. It's always just like a fun little like five ten. Got to check on those, those yeah. Funko Pops and your Captain America socks. <laughs> got to see what yeah, they got exactly, in there. Exactly. I'd have to already be walking by a GameStop. I'm not gonna drive to a GameStop. Yeah, I'm not like though, I'm never know? like seeking out for a GameStop now. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, and that's the thing. I remember. I forget which it was. It would have been you know 2012 ish. I guess maybe yeah, 2012 ish. When I because it was right. I used the image when I got when I caught cancer, uh, but I had that thing of from a Beyond on video where I was like looking to a digital future because like I've been pushing it for so long, right? And it was such an uphill thing for so long. Even like, even looking at like Comicsology and wanting to get DC books on there day and date. Like I remember that being such a huge thing with the new 52. That uh, yeah, it's been interesting to see people come over to my side over time and now like. Again, with the pandemic, the way it's changed. And that, that's the thing even I, I struggle to think about now where it's like so impressive that I'm able to pull down a whatever, you know, Modern Warfare, which is a huge one, right? Get that in, you know, 30 minutes or whatever it was, let alone when yeah. it's in general like, oh, there's a eight gigabyte update. That'll be done in eight minutes, whatever it is. I'll go make a sandwich or something like that to think about where we're going to be in three, four years. You know, how fast yeah. it'll be and how i mean granted how much bigger games will be probably too because of it but also they're optimizing they're doing all this stuff it's exciting to be a video game yeah. fan and we're like we're, pre- we're predicting all this shit about the future of playstation and xbox and the realistic future is whatever we're predicting things are gonna be Won't way happen. more crazier yeah like, exactly it'll be, it'll way, be way more crazier than whatever we're thinking of because another Fortnite will come through or something else big will happen that changes the course of what games are and before I climb off my uh, tree stump here and stop talking to you whippersnappers, like the other thing you asked about, you know, did we ever predict, you know, PlayStation publishing on Xbox, vice versa, stuff like that. Those predictions were made, but it was always because somebody would fail. It wasn't yeah. because people are doing well and they wanted to share the wealth and get more money. It was always something like Sega because Sega was the only example we had at the time, really. And I shouldn't say that Atari as well, but like, you know, Sega flaring out and then going third party. That was the argument like with Nintendo. Yeah, where it that was, was like a oh, long conversation with Nintendo for years. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, they have all this IP and they could flip the switch at any time and put it on the app store or put it on the PlayStation Network old stuff and make money there. So it was always, you know, when the Wii U did happen, it was like, all right, cool. Is this their last gasp? And then they're going to start putting it everywhere. And then they fucking crushed it with switch and nobody had to worry about that. But ladies and gentlemen, I digress. Of course, you can be part of the show like Dominique was, like Steven was, like Jake Bakes Cakes was over at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and supporting us, you could be watching us record the show live like Omega Buster. Nick, Demetrius, Omega Buster again because I just saw the name again. Uh, Love Star. Uh, of course, though, uh, you can also on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames get the show with the post show we do each and every show. And, of course, get the show ad-free. But guess what, Jack? You chose not to watch on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. So now, time for some ads. This episode of PSI Love You XOXO is brought to you by Upstart. You know that credit card? The one you're afraid to look at and see what the balance is? If you've been avoiding your debt, it's time to confront it, and Upstart can help you face it and finally pay it off. Last year showed us that you never know what life is going to throw at you, and if you use your credit cards to pay for unexpected expenses, it can be overwhelming to manage that debt. Take control with Upstart so you know exactly what to expect. If you have multiple credit cards, you know that tracking multiple balances, due dates, and website logins can be stressful. Upstart makes things simple with one monthly payment in one place. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get personal loans if you I'm sorry, get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest credit card debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get simple, fixed monthly payments. Uh, Upstart finds smarter rates and, I'm sorry, finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and receive the funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to start fresh with Upstart. Find out how low your Upstart rate can be with monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. That's upstart.com slash kindoffunny. Don't forget to use the URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts, loan, loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. All right, we're back from the ads, which means it's PlayStation updates time. But also, I want to top off my coffee. So I give you permission, if you want to start, because you're talking about PlayStation Plus to start, you can start. Or you can talk to Barrett about him streaming Persona, your question. Oh, I'm going to talk to Barrett about Persona, because that actually sounds like a way more fun time. Every day is with your Juness. Barrett, you're the the number one Persona 5 royal fan. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say we're tied for number one, if that's cool of you. I mean, Royal is my favorite game of all time. Where are you at? Okay, you're the number one. You're the number one. You're the number one. Well, where are you at with Persona 4? I'm really liking it. it. It is definitely, like, one of those things of going back to a game with dialogue that is definitely, like, aged. Like, I was joking with y'all earlier about how the your uncle picks you up and he's like, yeah, like, I, he only describes himself as your mom's younger brother. Like, there's not this, like... <laughs> yeah, that he chooses not to call you his uncle. There's just like weird shit like that. That's really funny. Uh, who's I saw the, you were I saw you were playing and you 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 uh, met. What's the name of this teacher? I forget the name of the teacher. Oh the yeah, asshole. that that like weird dude who's like really yeah. anti-sex and like really anti like any. Is that a? Are you are it's you stacking Oreo. a double stuff? That's quadruple oh. stuff right quadruple there, baby. Quadruple stuff. Greg's trying to die today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Greg's about to have a sugar rush. Yeah, like the the characters have been fun so far, and like again, like the whole setup for I, I forget who in my Twitch chat 
made like the comparison of like Persona Five is Oceans, Persona Four is Scooby Doo, and I like I wasn't entirely sure like what they were trying to get at, but then like the whole like mystery and you're getting this gang together and shit like that and yeah i think the last thing i did on my first stream was like we met teddy and then we got knocked out of yeah, like did. that um that world um because mm, yeah we only TV saw world. like teddy for like a minute and then yeah we saw like like a bedroom with the i think like the newscaster and like a bunch of like mm-hmm. um posters of either the it's either the newscaster or no it's the the woman who sings she's like a singer and uh her okay. like face is like crossed like uh with a bunch of x's and stuff like that and it's like really uh really fucked up and then there's like almost like a noose uh in the middle of the room too and i'm just i'm really interested to see like how it all plays out but again it's like really funny when like the mystery that's set up is like there's a there's a dead body hanging off of like an antenna, uh, and the newscasters are like, we're, "Police are still trying to determine if it was uh, if it was if it was <laughs> foul play or, or if it was an accident." It's like, yeah, who in the right fucking mind would think this was like someone saw this like, oh yeah, one of those accidents, you know, someone just hanging off an antenna. All right. Hey, you know, it could be a storm. Maybe they bl- they blew up there. Yeah. All you know? right. The wind. They were, they were base there. jumping. Got caught oh, in the wind. Sucked over there. Tossing yeah, antenna. Tr- that, tangled that up. could be a thing. They were, trying, they were trying to set up the antenna. They tripped. They fell. But who's the who's the like uh, Ryuji equivalent in this game? Who's like the the dumb oh, kid? Yosuke. Yosuke. Yeah. Yeah. Yosuke. Uh, Yosuke. I'm, I'm liking him. I feel like I'm going to be good buddies with him. Um, I like Yosuke. Uh, uh, Chie? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Chie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she's annoying as fuck. I'm just oh, no! She's how dare you? First impression. How dare you? She's let, me know if she, let me know if she grows on you. Yeah, that's what people were saying. Like, uh, people were in the chat were saying, like, just wait, just wait. And, like, I, I'm at the point of, like, first impressions. Like, I don't understand why people would say she's, like, best girl. Like, I, I, I imagine, like, we're going to become good friends. I'm going to, like, she's going to be, like, a little sister type of deal or, like, yeah, like, you're annoying, oh, yeah. but you're cool. But, no, like, I, I, I don't see understand. I don't see Chie as best girl at all. I see her as best uh, friend. I think Chie is the homie. Okay. I love Chie, okay. but I wouldn't but she's, she's romance just, her. She's really obnoxious. I wouldn't say annoying. She's obnoxious about things. And then, like, mm-hmm. and that's just, like, the cause of, like, where uh, she's with her, uh, the, the other girl in your class, and she's like, oh, don't you think she's really cute? And it's like, bro, you like, I'm yeah. right in front of her like what do you think i'm supposed to say right now you dick <laughs> like uh yeah so anyway i'm uh, first impressions i'm really enjoying it i i can't Excellent. wait to play more of it tonight hell Excellent. yeah we want updates from here on out over on twitch.tv slash sadboy barrett you can watch me play it there you go good plug <gasps> blessing talk to me about these playstation updates playstation updates i'm gonna start off with ps plus games for february uh <laughs> Fun fact, since this episode comes out on Tuesday and it is the first February of the, or first Tuesday of the month, uh, as of the time I'm reading these, you're going to have access to these games, uh, starting with Destruction All-Stars for PS5, Control Ultimate Edition for PS5 and PS4, and Concrete Genie for PS4. Ooh, yeah. A great month. You have no fucking excuse now. Mm. Play Concrete Genie, a beautiful, heartwarming game. Do we, uh, do we want to do... I know last month was supposed to be the Bloodborne Book Club month. <laughs> what and that it's is supposed to be? We did it. Yeah, but it's kind of it's kind of bleeding into February a bit because we're doing. Oh, our we started on the first. Week. We started on the first week of the the thing. We started on the you know it was the, the mm. first PS I love you. Now that's, so okay, the, that's fair. But, I mean this this is the first PS I love you of, of this month. We're still like 
We're still going to talk about Bloodborne. I think, you're playing, I think, I think you, you pick one, we play it all month, then the next month you talk about it while you've picked another one. It all works out. Okay. Because I was going to say, do we want to make Concrete Genie the book club for this month? Fuck yeah. Now that everybody has no excuse. Mm. Yes. Everybody play Concrete Genie. Awesome Hell game. yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do Hell we yeah. think, uh, like, reviews for Destruction All-Stars? I imagine have to go up sometime this week or maybe codes well, I mean, were sent out early or something. Like, See, I don't know. Codes haven't been sent out early, I, I could say, because I don't have anything. I didn't sign shit. So I think that's a game they're just letting you wait on. And it's also, yeah. like, why worry about getting ahead of it, right? Because yeah. only bad news can come from, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, we played exactly. that game that's free. It's bad, right? Yeah. Like, So I think reviews from what I've seen later of it, this week. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know how sites are. They'll probably, I bet IGN starts where in GameSpot start a review in progress and yeah. then have to get a bunch of matches in. So I'd say either probably Monday of next week or Friday of this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. Um, what do we man, think? Man, I would be thinking, Metroid. yeah, based on what I saw, I would think what? Six, five, seven. I could be, I mean, it's one of those things you look at and there's a lot going on, which, like, because th- you're talking, they did the state of play, right? You're about yes. to talk about that? We didn't talk about yeah. that. You want to talk about it? Talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we can bring we can bring it in. So there was a state of play for Destruction All-Stars last week. I'm going to pull a quick write-up from Adam Bankhurst at IGN so we can catch us up. Uh, Destruction All-Stars received its own state of play today de- detailing game modes, currency, hero abilities, the challenge series, and much more for this PlayStation exclusive launching on PlayStation Plus on February 2nd, 2021. This eight-minute deep dive began by discussing the game's three types of vehicles. We also got a look at a few of Destruction All-Stars modes, which were revealed last year. The three modes were uh, three most showcased were Carnado, Stockpile, and Gridfall. Following launch, there will be a daily and weekly challenge. Uh, there will be daily and weekly challenges players can compete in uh, to earn destruction points. Lastly, the challenge series was teased, which focused on a single all-star in the rival exciting stuff uh so yeah greg you was it exciting that? did you did you leave that demonstration <laughs> of seven minutes no. or whatever it was excited eight minutes excited I, I left it being like this game is doing too much i wish they i wish there was more focus like rocket league you and rocket league you know exactly what rocket league is yep. you're shooting balls into goals and that's hey the whole it's game. soccer with cards got it yeah. sounds crazy but i got it we're destruction all stars i watched the state of play and i went all more right confused. so yeah i was like so what is the what's the main uh, so are there just a bunch of modes is there not a main mode all right that's that's cool the, but there's also multiple different characters that have different abilities it could be out of the car but you could also be in the car it seems like one of those games that i'm not going to understand fully until i actually get my hands on it and play it and then and i'll be like okay cool and that's where it gets hard i think to do the metacritic barrett where it's like I when you I started well, from everything we well, you know when it when it was going to be a PlayStation Five launch title it was like cool this looks like a launch game don't think it's worth seventy bucks and they're like you know what we decided it's not worth seventy bucks PlayStation Plus February like oh great okay cool and then the trailer we'd seen it was like cool vehicular car combat you're in and out of it I'm gonna give it a try I'm I'm gonna see what it's all about and then I watched that eight minute thing and by the end of it I was more like I don't even know if I want to try this like I will obviously it's free but it's like. I don't understand what the hell's going on. So hopefully, yes, it's a game you get into, you play, you understand, it clicks, and I, you know, everybody enjoys it. And of, course, and of course, I'm not the multiplayer guy, the car guy, the you know, like I'm not that thing. But I was looking at it just like, I don't. It's still, it's you just spent eight minutes talking to me about this game, and it still seems generic as fuck. It still seems yeah. like bright colors and all this stuff and cars and arenas and different modes, and you're in that. And you can do this and you can jack that. And you can buy it. And I'm just like, I, okay, like I don't know. Yeah, for predicting Metacritic, I sit somewhere in the 60s like early okay. 60s like a 63 i hope i hope it's way higher than that i hope i oh, hope yeah. this ends up being a playstation plus darling because i really want this game to be good because it looks like it could be fun but from what they've showed me i've just not gotten anything that has intrigued me personally like i have no desire to i don't well not even desire i don't have the thirst for it or the hunger for it mm-hmm. i'm not like oh i need to play this now i'm more so like 
All right, we'll see. I'm going to download this when it comes out, and I'm going to play it because I want to know, and I hope this is good, but who knows? It's It's been given right now one of the most golden opportunities I've ever seen for a video game of like, guess what? Because I, obviously you can look at a Rocket League, we can look at a Fall Guys, PlayStation Plus multiplayer games that obviously are great games, but also, hey, it's free and you need people to play with. It's also free, you need people to play with, and it's a PlayStation 5 game in a time where there's not that many PlayStation 5 games yet. And so it's big news that you're getting a free PlayStation 5 game that you almost paid 70 bucks for maybe you know, at launch. So it, it's going to be... It's a double-edged sword of there's definitely obviously really tomorrow going to be tons of people playing it. Number one, are they ready for that? Their servers. And then number two, is this game going to be good enough or is it going to be Friday where there's like articles of like, guess what, everybody? Destruction All-Stars is dead in the water. Like, it's, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's nobody playing it. The leaderboards are however you track how many people are playing it. Like, it could be a huge fucking boon for them. It could be a total disaster. Yeah. Like Drawn in Death was also free, I believe, at launch, and that God. didn't do that didn't do much for that, that game. And I could see, oh. I could see it going either way of it no. being a oh okay, this is a pleasant surprise, this is actually fun, we have a community here, cool, let's go, or it being Drawn to Death and it coming out and everybody going, no, nah, I'm not feeling this, and then people yeah. just moving on from it. That was another um, one where uh, Dustin assigned me to play that game for an afternoon to do capture for it, and yeah, that oof. Drawn to Death, yeah, oof. I had a visceral reaction to that game i did not like that game when i played out this is annoying i don't like anything about this this game plays like it smells bad you know what i mean like it like i can i can smell this game and it doesn't smell pleasant you know what i mean i do know um, what you mean. i do and that's and like so you talk about mm-hmm. that and you know for playstation plus it's also coming out alongside control ultimate edition which is like you know like, yeah. it, it is a golden opportunity for a multiplayer game if you're in it but then also control ultimate edition control amazing game so many people's game of the year let alone the ultimate edition now bringing the 60 frames 4k all that jazz playstation 5 as well like we'll see yeah i should probably speaking of playstation 5 updates control yeah it was was too spooky for me really i I liked it in the x files way i wasn't spooked out Mm. by it as much Mm. as i was i was also playing it at like two in the morning and it was just like all it it was was all bad vibes so (laughs) your chance man jump in do you want to see all that stuff I want to try out the Ultimate Edition because Control, when I played it, did not run super well. I always yeah. had the glitch where I'd pull up, pull up the map and the map would take totally. seconds to load 100%. in. It would, it would like pop up, but it would be black or whatever. And then I had to wait a few seconds, then the map would finally populate in. And so I hope the Ultimate Edition is smooth as all hell. I hope that's it where is. I'm at with it. I, I don't know if you've paid attention because I know it only really affects me, but like tr- uh, your save doesn't carry over. So it's not like you can pop back in and go right into it or whatever. Like uh-huh. you're starting from scratch because the game's so different in terms of everything they've done for it, which for me actually is kind of exciting. Like I'm not the big, I don't like play, replaying games generally, but it's lining up where I almost platinum control on PS4, but I made the mistake of putting it down and I came back and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I was getting clowned over and over by this boss. But now to have it on PlayStation 5, be able to start from scratch, learn again on the curve for it, that sounds exciting. And then after uh, I played the Medium, I reviewed that over on the Xcast, uh, the latest Xcast. And that game, like I was talking about, you know, it, I don't think it's a, it's, it's a, clearly a double A game and it's got fun stuff happening in it, but it's not like amazing. But if you had told me that was a control spinoff, I would believe you. And so like it, mm-hmm. playing that game kind of got me back in the mood for control of like going, having one of these like X Files kind of experiences. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that this week. Speaking of PlayStation upgrades, God of War is getting a next-gen update. This is, this is directly from Sony Santa Monica. They made a post on their blog. Did Corey the Barlog write 5... this? What was that? Did Corey Barlog write this? 
Oh, I don't know. I actually didn't uh, look at the writer. I can check and see. Maybe Corey Barlog wrote it. For some reason, I don't think he did that. Nah, yeah, I, I was going to say, Bar- no, there, there's punctuation in this, so he couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, no. He's too busy like yeah. tweeting back and forth with Alana and all their inside totally. jokes and shit. Totally. You know? yeah. I read his tweets. He doesn't seem like the guy that could write up a whole blog post <laughs> detailing details. Nah, man. He's too busy. Detailing details. Detailing details. This PlayStation 5 launch has been an exciting time for everyone here at Sony Santa Monica Studio. We've been especially happy to see all the players who have taken advantage of backwards compatibility to try out God of War 2018 on the new hardware, as well as those who have picked up the game for the first time through the PlayStation Plus collection. Since then, our team has been working on a video graphics mode option that will enable players to get the most out of the, the increased performance capabilities of the PlayStation 5. On the PS4 Pro version of God of War 2018, you have a choice between two graphics modes, one that favors performance and one that favor, favors resolution. Coming to you tomorrow on February 2nd, that's today if you're listening to this at the normal time, mm-hmm. we'll be releasing a free patch that re- replaces the current video graphics mode options or option with a new default setting that will offer the best of both performance and resolution to our PlayStation 5 players. So enhanced enhanced performance experience looks like this: six to sixty FPS, four K checkerboard resolution, and twenty one sixty P. Cool. It's cool. awesome. I, I you know I, it's another one where you know I've infamously, of course, uh, no, I guess famously, it's not twenty one sixty P is four K, right? Did I, or is that different? Well, I think it's why it's four K checkerboard, which is uh, it's not true four K, right? That's what I have uh, my loose understanding as a moron about all this stuff. Understands. Uh, my cool. thought process on this is like it's awesome and I'll, I I want to do it like I love God of War so much my favorite game right but like I really wish there was a just a straight PlayStation 5 version of it that had new trophies yep. and stuff because I would love to go platinum again and I know that's again a Greg Miller thing but I know it's going to happen it'll be the traditional thing where I start this up with the best intentions of playing it again but something comes along for work that I should play to try and then I'll just be off and I'll never come back I'll play it again because I played it at launch and I feel like I binged it and yeah. finished it in a week, and I've not gone back to it since. And it's one of those games that I played, and it was so incredible, and it meant so much to me. But I'm not, I'm not revisited it. And it's one of those things where now, now that it's been so long, it now kind of molds together in my mind. Of I remember being on a boat, and I remember fighting a big <laughs> dragon boss. And I remember the ending, and I Isn't remember the, first the worst boss fight. Yeah, God, I love it when you love a game, but you've played it in such a condensed fashion that it's all kind of lost to you. Like I was yeah. shocked playing. Uh, Last of Us, when Nick was playing Last of Us and I sat down with him before Last of Us Part 2 and going through it, I was like, man, I forgot so much of this in characters and moments and stuff because it was that I played it all that weekend and then I put it down. I was like, that's where I want to leave it, you know, and I never came back to it. And then to come back to it with him and then go back and play it myself, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, uh, and I'm with you. I wish there was a PS5 version specifically because I want like a full I want a full remaster and then I also want like dual sense support and all that stuff. Like that's that's stuff that I feel that um I wish they would do, but I also understand that God of War Ragnarok is slated for quote unquote twenty twenty one and so they're probably heads down working on that and don't want to worry yeah. about doing a remaster right now. Um but man, would I want one. Do you think we'll ever get one now that they're doing this update? No. I feel like if I shouldn't never say never, but not anytime imminently. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's as we get, you know. I don't even know. No, maybe you bundle that in with uh, 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 the thing. I don't know. That'd be awesome if they did bundle it in. But I digress. Blessing it's time for- Before the show started, I told you I might have to bail at one point. Just for a you quick did. phone call for a stupid adult bank stuff I have to do. That mm-hmm. moment has come. I will be back. Barrett, co-host cool. of Blessing. <laughs> I'm going to do PlayStation picks while Greg is gone. Barrett, are you ready? Uh, yeah. You're going to also have to like 
pull up these PlayStation picks for no, video no. watchers to yeah, see. Yeah, I'm ready. I got you. I got you, you got baby. This? All right, you're ready for PlayStation picks. Of course, this is yeah. where hi- we highlight a few of the cool looking games coming to PSN this week. Let's start off with our big hitters. We got Control Ultimate Edition coming to PS5 on Tuesday, February 2nd. Like we just said, that game is coming to PS Plus, so you can play it for free. Uh, just like Destruction All Stars, which is also coming this week for PS5, Tuesday, February 2nd. And then lastly, we got the Neo Collection coming to ps5 friday february 5th you know i've been playing them souls games i've been talking about them on shows uh neil sounds like a fun one neo's cool oh that's like a ringing endorsement i'm back yeah sorry that was a false alarm don't need it okay i'll tell you what the fact bank hours do not go well with podcasting hours you know what i mean because this isn't a hard thing we're asking them to do for the account but whatever no big deal um yeah uh, i the vibe of Neo is cool. I did, I just don't think it stands out more than like what um like Bloodborne and the uh, from software uh, games. Uh, yeah, Sekiro does. Um like I think it to me personally like it kind of loses that edge a little bit, but like if if you're in the more if you're in the mood for more Souls stuff, like yeah, like I think it definitely yeah. scratches that, that well, edge. That's my thing too is now that I finished Sekiro, a lot of people have been asking me, "What are you going to play next? What are you going to play next?" And I'm, uh, I'm indecisive right now because I think, in terms of games that have already come out, my next on the my next on the list would be Demon Souls. Uh, but Wait, I know Elden Ring. No, I've only played Bloodborne and Sekiro. Oh, so you didn't play Demon Souls when it like? Oh, no, okay. well, I st- I started it. I played like the first couple hours, but I did yeah. I did not go past it because I was already in, in Bloodborne. Uh, and so that would be the next on my list, Elden Ring. I anticipating and I have like fingers crossed that it comes out this year. Uh, you know, I'd like to actually play that next because I kind of want to have a break. You know, I don't want to jump into another souls ish game right away. That's what um, I was wondering. Cause yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, Andy, he's just playing them like do, 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 do right back to it. Back to back. It seems like, yeah. And so like, yeah, the idea of jumping right back into one, uh, you know, now, now that I'm, I'm, I've rolled credits on Bloodborne. I want to look into the platinum cause I know a lot of people have it, but like, I'm, I did not finish Bloodborne being like, bring on Demon Souls. Let's go to Dark Souls. Let's do like, no, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, this is, this was good. And now I'm ready to move on to something else. Yeah. I, I see. I finished Bloodborne ready for more. I finished Sekiro being like, I want more Sekiro, but I don't necessarily just want more Souls games. Souls, Sekiro has yeah. a specific combat um, uh, system that I really dig. And I already, I already know Dark Souls and, D- and Demon Souls don't have a similar combat system because it feels very original for Sekiro. And so with that, I kind of I, I kind of side eye uh, Neo a bit because I know Neo kind of falls within uh, some of the same like setting and stuff as Sekiro, but it also is it, from it's, software. It, it's gonna feel more like uh, Souls, too. Yeah, that's one thing. It's, it's gonna feel more like Souls, and then also I become I consider myself more of a fan of the from soft games than souls games in general you know what i mean mm. like just because somebody puts out a souls game i don't think it's going to mean that i am automa- automatically gravitate to it i just Blessings. respect from software adio yay jr would you like a pitch on the one and only neo 2 sure i'll take it batista man 340 writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can to be part of the show and says hey blessing greg i have a timely playstation pick for you this week with both of you going through from software souls born games i was thinking it's time for both of you to squad up together and take on enemies side by side in the looter slasher that godfall seemed to have forgotten existed neo 2 that's right neo 2 gets released on playstation 5 this week and is one of the best games from last year that got overshadowed as it came out right when everything started getting shut down due to covid and a week before doom eternal and animal crossing 
This game has everything from memorable enemies and bosses whose names you'll actually remember uh, to just give funny nicknames like Screamy Bitch or Tongue Mark Monk uh, to multiple weapon classes uh, that feel entirely different and that you'll and that you earn skills for by using. So it's like it's not it's, uh, it also has one of the best loot grinds in recent memory as you are constantly showered with gear every mission that you can change the individual skills to fit your playstyle or refashion so you don't have to look ridiculous. And if you make it to the harder difficulties, you'll start earning unique gear sets that come with moves and abilities that you can't get anywhere else. And the best part is, over the past year, they've updated the game to make playing with friends even easier. You can play nearly every mission co-op with up to three people, so you could even get Imran or someone else to hop in if you desire. Just click on the Tory gate in the menu, start an expedition, create a room, and get slaying. Really, all I'm trying to say is don't sleep on Neo 2, a great PlayStation exclusive from the best Soulsborne game that's not made by From Software. It's Team Ninja. Ninja Gun. Wow. That's a glowing endorsement. Sure, sure. That is a glowing endorsement. You know what? I'm I don't gonna, think I'm going to do endorsement, it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to add it to the list. I'm not going to do it anytime soon, though. Sure. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, and that's, my, that's my thing is, you mentioned Andy, is, is, is just going through them. Uh, and I'm kind of in that place where... Coming out of Sekiro, I mentioned that like I, you know, I, I crave more Sekiro, but I just don't crave more more Souls. I do feel yeah. a little bit Soulsed out in a sense where those games for me have taken so much um, dedication and focus that playing Sekiro in January meant that I didn't get to Hitman Three and I didn't get to other games as quickly as I wanted to. And now that we're in a, we're in February and we have a, a few more games on the horizon, even though Riders Republic, the future game of the year, got has got delayed. Um, you know, I I, I, I still want to take that break so I can focus on uh, uh, more uh, your contemporary palette. games. Yeah, yeah, I want to cleanse that palette. Get and so you got me interested here in Neo 2. I'm going to add it to the list, but it'll be somewhere after Demon Souls, maybe even after Dark Souls. We'll, we'll see. Um, but Demon Souls is on the list. And then Elden Ring, whichever I get to first, it will be, in, be my next one. OK. okay. Um, but Neo 2 does sound fantastic. So thank you for, the, for your ride up there. Batista Man 340. Now, for the actual PlayStation picks this episode, I got one for this week, and then I got four from last week since we didn't get around to it last week. And there were some really actually cool games coming sure. out on the platform last week. And so we're going to start with Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood, which comes to PS5 and PS4 Thursday, February 4th. Uh, a unique experience full of savage combat and mystical adventures inspired by famous by the famous role-playing game. You are kahal uh, a powerful guru who chose to go, <laughs> who chose to go into exile after losing control of his destructive rage you can tr- transform into a wolf and a krinos a huge ferocious beast you must master three forms in powers of human wolf and krinos to punish those who defile gaia mother earth i know a lot of that probably sound like gibberish because there's a lot of jargon in there. If you're watching the video version, you're basically a werewolf who's you turned into a werewolf. This, I, I, when I was looking through the show earlier today, I clicked on this link. Like, what is this game? Because I was like, I haven't even heard of this game. Is it really going to be that good or whatever? And then I looked at it and saw two seconds of it. Went to my inbox. I, I googled for it, and then I was like, Can you please send me a code? Because <laughs> yeah. I look at it right now. If you're an audio listener, we're not helping you. And it looks like a game out of time. It looks like it, it reminds me of like prototype. Uh, or prototype two, yeah. where I'm I'm going in in this third person thing. I have a bunch of weird powers and I'm just beating the shit out of random people. I guess it kind of applies to Avengers, but it looks more like prototype. And I don't expect this to be a ten out of ten or nine out of ten. But I'm like, let's see what the werewolf it powers looks fun. are. Let's see what these werewolf powers are all about. That was my same thing too. Is when I was looking at games coming out this week, uh, there were very few, and I saw Werewolf the Apocalypse, and I was like, 
all right, yeah, let me check this out to see if it's worth it. And I watched the trailer and I immediately was like, this looks fun. This looks like a good time. I'm actually, I might actually ask you if you can hit them up for another code. Because the Lou says, this is what PS2 out. games look like in my head. And that's a great way. That's a great way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And so you're a werewolf just tearing through people. Uh, let's talk about a few we missed from last week. Let's start with Cyber Shadow. That's coming to PS4. Cyber that Shadow. came to PS5 uh, and PS4 last week, Tuesday, January 26th. The world has been taken over by synthetic life forms. A desperate plea for help sets Shadow, the sole survivor of his clan, on one last mission to uncover what started the path to perpetual ruin. This is the one from Shovel Yacht Knight Games. Studio. Yacht, Yacht Club, Club Games, Games thank yeah. you. No problem. Um, they published this game. Looks pretty cool. I think Andy's been playing it, and Andy has very good things to say about it. Yeah, I I look at it and totally get it. And Yacht Club is definitely that developer. I obviously uh, have all the respect in the world for it. But in the same way, like, you know, I, Shovel Knight wasn't my jam. Like, a Ninja Gaiden game isn't my jam either, right? Like, I, I skipped Messenger for the same kind of idea of just like, oh, I get it. This game looks great and cool, but it's just not the kind of game I like to play. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the exact same place. Um, uh, uh, this looks dope, though. Yeah. No. Again, this is not at all a, a critique of the game not being good. I'm sure it's amazing. Yacht Club is great. I just, you know, I don't yeah. have this affinity for. I, I tried out Messenger and I fell off of it, and mm. like that's more on me than the game. Like that was one where I was like, okay, this game is good. I'm just broken. Like I, I for some reason, this game <laughs> yeah, is I never tried out me. Messenger, but like I, I replay Shovel Knight. I think probably like once a year, just because it's like a nice, like fun weekend game. It takes like a sitting or two. Um, and this, yeah, this is this is up my alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, also talk about, let's also talk about Olija. Olija? Olija. I have no it idea. Looks how to like, it looks like Ouija, but it's got an L in there, and I got no fucking yeah. idea how to help you. It's O L I J A. I'm going to say Elijah because that sounds cool. Uh, Elijah for PS4. Uh, this came out on Thursday, January 28th. Elijah is a game about Faraday's quest, a man shipwrecked, then trapped in the mysterious country of Terraphage. Armed with a legendary legendary harpoon, he and other castaways try to leave this hostile country uh, to return to their homelands. Explore a mysterious and handcrafted world inspired by sailors' legends uh, and Asian fantasy. Wield the harpoon of legend and rethink movement through platforming, puzzle, and combat. Rescue fellow castaways and meet curious characters to learn more about Terraphage and the enigmatic Elijah. Uh, experience a beautiful melancholic soundtrack inspired by flamenco, lo-fi, uh, and traditional Japanese music. And craft magic hats. I've heard very good things about this one. Yeah. I kind of want to check this one out. I saw somebody tweeted about me or tweeted at me about this game. <laughs> I wish I thought ahead. Me. Somebody tweeted about me. Um, I might search my name in this game because I, I somebody had a very glowing endorsement. Um, but this is one that I've seen a few people talking about. Um, oh, I guess the only the only thing somebody said to me was, "You guys should check out Elijah. It's a quick game with a sweet art style and a fun combat mechanic." Glowing hearing that is quick. Hearing that is quick is the thing that got me in. I was like, oh, I can play this game and be done with it. Need, yeah, need Sweet. a few more games you can get through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel like you're accomplishing something with your life. Tohu came to PS4 Thursday, January 28th. Experienced a brand new adventure game set amongst a world of weird and wonderful fish planets. Explore beautiful environments, solve intricate puzzles, and discover the truth about a mysterious girl and her mechanical alter ego, Cubis. Explore vivid and atmospheric locations, meet intriguing characters, and solve elaborate puzzles. This is a game that looks pretty cool. It's a puzzle game. If you're into puzzle games, you should maybe check out Tohu. Uh, and then lastly, we got The Pedestrian. That came to PS4 and PS5 on Friday, January 29th. 
The Pedestrian is a 2.5D side-scrolling puzzle platformer. You are the pedestrian. Enter into a, a dynamic 3D world with stunning graphics and challenging puzzles. You play by rearranging and connecting and reconnecting public signs in order to explore and advance through each engaging environment. Where was this, this show off? Because the, I remember us seeing this somewhere, and this looked. Yeah, it was one of the. This was out of state of play, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blessing. I've been playing this one. I was gonna say, oh. I believe in what you've been playing. A segment we're starting right now. You have been playing the pedestrian. Give me the four one one. I am about seventy five percent of the way through the pedestrian, and I really dig this game. It is a really, really fun uh, puzzle platformer. Basically, if you're watching the video version, you're seeing it go down right now. But basically, you are playing as a stick figure from uh, a road sign and you're walking uh, back and forth between signs. And it's basically similar to Greg, you're playing Carto right now, which has kind of a similar mechanic where each sign uh, is amongst a group of other signs. And basically you press triangle, you zoom out and you can rearrange the layout of the sign. Oh man, this is exactly Carto. Yeah. And you connect them in certain ways so that if you go to the right, through the right door, you'll go through uh, the sign that you've assigned to it. Um, no pun intended. Uh, hey. And you know it's a puzzle game. Like it's it's exactly what you can expect from any other kind of puzzle platformer. But I really have enjoyed uh, the puzzle layouts and mechanics. Like it is a really fun, quick game. I played it for maybe about three to four hours, and I think I am on the precipice of finishing it. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, to bring it at the same time, Barrett. I know you're getting another segment ready. I apologize. I just dropped a trailer for Cardo in there on my "What You've Been Playing" segment. So, uh, you know, last week, uh, Simon Cardi, a friend of the show over at IGN.com, reviewed The Last Campfire, uh, the Hello Games game that came out in August, but totally got overshadowed and IGN didn't review it. So they put it up and at the very top of their review, put in a, a, a little line that was like, editors know this game came out a long time ago, but, you know, we're trying to, you know, spotlight things and do reviews for games no matter how old they are. And I tweeted like, oh, man, this is a great initiative. I'd love to see IGN do more of this, right? Like find games that got lost in the hullabaloo or, you know, everything going on with bigger games coming out or just how the pandemic shook out in 2020 and uh one of our friends from the industry nick sutner hit, responded to my thing saying to ign uh do cardo next what's that barrett uh i haven't where did you send it? it's on the dock i'm sorry i put it on the dock oh, okay. so what you've gotcha, been playing gotcha, greg gotcha. cardo uh so he put do cardo next to ign or whatever and i responded to him i was like oh my god like that's funny you say that because it's been on my playstation cross media bar or whatever you want to call it now forever and he's like you should well now you just have to play it and i was like you know what i do so i started up cardo and if you're not familiar with cardo you're seeing it now adorable art style the idea is that you you know cardo like cartography uh you get blown out of your airship you land into a different world and you have all these different uh map squares spread out you collect the map squares put them down and then you can spin them around to make a map in real time of course it's like a puzzle game like we're talking about so you know if there's a road going off one side of the map you can't just put a forest on top of that you have to put a road on top of it to connect or if the, you know if it ends in a forest you have to put a forest if it ends in grass you have to put a grass so your map up the environments as you go to build it out and then you meet different people in the world who are like oh man like you know this person's in the forest deep in the forest so you have to figure it out and like you know it might be as simple as putting all the forest tiles around a blank square to then make a new square appear in the center that you could go to and get it done uh you know connecting roads in a circle fashion i was doing some fog puzzles last night in chapter three i guess 
where you know you walk in and there's like you know you have to piece together in this puzzle world of like i walked in and i got a musical jingle which is good then i turned around i got a question mark that's bad so you have to figure out like what direction it wants you to go and where it wants you to what it wants you to do and there was another one where it was like i had to look at how the trees were blowing in the wind to understand which way it wanted me to go which meant of course walking to the side then getting the puzzle piece from behind me putting it to the side i need to go to go in there pay attention to the world go out that way um it's that thing where i was like I, it caught my eye a long time ago for me to get it, put it on my PlayStation and then never get to it, of course. But it's also a game that I'd never heard much about. And so getting into it, I see exactly why. Because it's beautiful and the mechanic's neat, but I'm not, I don't have strong feelings about it. You know what I mean? Mm. I hate that about a video game where I, it's, it's, I don't think they, I don't think it's amazing and I don't think it's bad. It's just a game that, you can keep playing. I, I'm looking at my trophies right now. I'm in chapter four now. It's a quick game too. Of course, life keeps getting in the way of doing different things or you know having to take care of something. So I'm taking longer to get through it. But for each one of these chapters where I'll stop and go do something else or whatever, I don't feel compelled to come back to it. Like it's very much one of those games of like, I get the mechanic. I understand what I'm doing. I don't feel necessarily like I'm being challenged in a way where I'm like, I'm not having those aha moments when I get it, right? If anything, I've had a couple moments where I'm like, oh man, I should have figured that out quicker. That's on me. You know what I mean? Of like, oh, yeah. I forgot that this could go here. I thought it could only go there. I, like, I was looking very specifically to connect a road last night when I was like, oh shit, I don't need the road. I can just walk through this thing. Like, okay. So it's like, meh, which sucks because again, it's a great art style. It's a cool idea. I think it's very, very cute, but it's just not, it's not doing it for me, bless. Mm-hmm. Does, does it not have like? a story that's been compelling you or anything? No. The story is like okay. you and your grandmother are up in the airship. You get blown out. She's still up there. And so she's dropping notes like, hey, like, you know, I'm going to find you. Don't worry. Like it, it, there's no sense of like impending doom. You run into other characters who then you help get their jobs done or their tasks done. And then that moves the, your story forward. Gotcha. So you go into the next area. Gotcha. I want to last year we did PSN games ranked, which sure. is a very, very fun segment after uh, what you've been playing, where we rank the, the PSN games that we've been playing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I necessarily want to do that again this year, but it could be cool to do some kind of like indie spotlight segment where we talk for the games that we talk about during what you've been playing. It doesn't have to be a ranked thing. It is a kind of funny PSWXOXO seal of endorsement for indies on the PlayStation. Oh, okay. And I have to like, like we, workshop we, it. Yeah, we can, get, we can come up with some kind of PSWXOXO seal, seal of approval. approval. No, I yeah. guess that's it. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> There you Somebody, go. Uh, artists make that. <laughs> and then we can put that out on games we like. We can take it. We'll put it on games. We can tweet that out. But yeah. I, would not give, I would not give Cardo my seal of approval. That's not one I okay. go to bat for. Would gotcha. you give it for pedestrian? Uh, where do we... Uh, where, what's, the, what's the seal? Like, what's the seal? Like, what does something have to hit to have our seal of approval? You know, like, are we I talking about, like, 8 out of 10? Because, like, I would say... I, I'd say it's for fans of the genre. If you like puzzle games, mm, well, pedestrian... I wouldn't, I, see, I wouldn't recommend the pedestrian for everybody, but I'll say like puzzle games for sure. See, I would say then no, you wouldn't give your seal of approval. Okay. I think a seal of approval is kind of like the Nintendo seal of quality or like a pick you, like if we worked at a video store and we had like Blessings Picks and Greg's Picks, these would be things you'd put up and be like, this is good for anybody. I think if it's something you're going to be like, well, I know you have to be this very specific person or this kind of thing. Like granted, I guess every game is kind of specific, but mm-hmm. like if it was good of, enough in the genre to like get people who aren't into the genre into it like that's where i think you'd like put in like yeah right that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah interesting because like the pedestrian i'll say is if you're not into puzzle games it's still somewhat accessible like it's it's not a difficult puzzle game it's not the witness you know but also isn't like a 
if I'm if I'm recommending uh, somebody the five games on PSN in the month of or in the months of January and February to play, I don't know if I put pedestrian in there. Like it's a strong eight out of See, ten. Me, I, I don't think it is then personally. But I, that's okay. how I'm going to use my seal. You can use your seal however you want to. Gotcha. All right, I'm going to leave it out there for now. Demetrius in the chat says Par- it's got to be Parasite Eve quality. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be Parasite. <laughs> Gifted Dimnos. If this shit ain't the new Parasite, if this ain't the Parasite Eve hotness, we ain't got time for it. Nobody's got facts. time for it. It's facts. Uh, are, are, are we doing the seal of approval only for our PSN games? I don't think so. I think that's for whatever you want to give it to. Oh, damn. That's just a fun thing to do. Oh, damn. All right, cool. I, I guess we're doing this. Uh, I beat Hitman, th- uh, Hitman 3 and Sekiro. Which one do, we want, nice. do you want me to talk about first? I mean, we've talked about a lot of them. This is, and this is dealer's choice. Do whatever you want. Yeah. I guess Sekiro, I've, I have already talked about it quite a bit on this episode already. Yeah, so I can just get that hit uh, takes. Yeah. So Sekiro, very fun game. It gets my seal of approval. There you go. Congratulations, Sekiro. Um, <laughs> I, I adored it. I, I thought the game was really fun. I've been having a lot of people ask me which one I like better between Bloodborne and Sekiro. And it's a fun question because I, I like them very differently. I really like the combat of Sekiro. Like, I love the combat of Sekiro. And I'd probably say, from a pure gameplay sense, I like Sekiro more, but Bloodborne I just love more overall um, because from gameplay to aesthetic to the way in which they do story and all that stuff, I just sure. loved it more all around. And we're going to talk about that more um, next, next week, week, and so I'll save that there. But yeah, Sekiro had a fantastic time with. Uh, really enjoyed it. Hitman 3 beat yesterday. Also had a very fantastic time with it. Um, the The maps were awesome. My one complaint and it's the smallest complaint. It's not a huge complaint, but okay. it feels on the shorter side when it's all said and done. The last couple of maps, mm. I beat them both in around 30 something minutes. And there's only about there's only six maps overall for Hitman 3. And they've okay. talked about how they're not planning to, to add new maps. And so this yeah, is pretty much flesh them out for DLC, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, which I'm very excited about, but it does leave Hitman 3 in terms of maps feeling somewhat um mm, I'm, I'm interested yeah. like the second to last level i thought was to me the most daunting because it felt like you could content like any wrong move you, that you make you're gonna get like kind of fucked up mm. in that in that like winery uh level i will agree with you and this is something uh that either is going up tomorrow or sometime this week you can hear me on uh the ign rec- uh, review group talk about this. uh is that i agree like the very last mission like i thought was kind of disappointing a, a disappointing way to mm. end that game with like how linear it was uh and just like how different it was like from the rest of the game it was like oh like i i felt like if you're gonna go out if you're gonna end this game you got to go out with like a huge banger of like a uh map design yeah not just like like you train I, I, sequence i'm with you like it felt the the last level in hitman 3 doesn't feel like a hitman level it feels like a it feel, very long what, we we talked about this on review crew it feels like a 007 level yes that's what i was about to say it feels like them being like by the way we're making a 007 game here's a taste of it it's and literally there's the trade sequence from uh golden eye but like <laughs> For for that, like as I was playing through it, I was like, "This is 007, and I cannot wait for them to make this 007 <laughs> game." If this is what they're going for, because in that sense, I was like, "This last level is fucking awesome." But in the sense of this is the last level of this Hitman game that like is supposed yeah. to be this. It was a you weird know, way like, to end it. Yeah, yeah. For a game where you're gonna go back and replay levels and have people add in new contracts and do escalations and all that stuff, I'm sure people will find a way to do it with that last level. But yeah, it did like, not I'm, feel tailored. I'm for never that. itching to go back to that last level ever again. Where I'm like, I want to go back to the winery level and like try to do everything the best because like I think that level overall was like my 
worse performance and just like how I got those kills. Dude, I was like, oh, I, these weren't really exciting. Like I, I got to get more creative of like how to find out how to like take out these targets. Um, and I then, killed it in that level. I God. blazed through that level, but I also I did the mission stories though too. Mm. I just got very lucky with the mission stories. Yeah, where I, couldn't, I couldn't. I was just always in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I was really fucking that up. So I had to like default to going to the the dudes like. Uh, like house or whatever and I went to his attic and there was a sniper rifle in there and it's like where I was, yeah, there was and like the house is like essentially in the middle of the map almost so I could easily see both of my targets from that room so I just like went over to one window shot him went over to the other window shot him and I was like all right I'm I'm done that's done see you later yeah time to move on uh outside of uh yeah cardo i've been playing something i can't talk about yet but it sucks because i could talk about it tomorrow Ooh. uh then bloodborne which we'll talk about next week obviously uh still going with judgment uh, i feel like it's you know this is the you know the yakuza detective game still hitting all the things i wanted from a detective thing but i have a feeling with uh division dropping its ps5 update and a couple other things i'm tinkering with i might play judgment up until the next chapter break because the chapters start with such a great thing of like previously on judgment it tells you everything that happened and where you are in the story so i feel like if i get to that and i hold off there i can move to a couple other things and then come back to it whenever i come back to it um and then last week i was going to talk about platinum cyberpunk and avengers finally so all eyes on me everybody come on thank you blessing thank you blessing you know Proud what i mean you. across it uh, shout out to cd project red for getting the the save uh a fix i needed so that one goddamn level when I I, I I didn't even load into the game i started it it was loading i was still on the load screen and it just popped the trophy and then popped the platinum and i was like That's great hilarious. Did it quit? Done. Out. Onto the next thing. Can't. It wait. seems like that's the only thing they fixed that update because apparently it you broke know what? Don't else. care. Don't care. That's all I needed. <laughs> Jokes on everybody else. Bless. I don't care. I just wanted my trophy and then get out of my way. And then yeah, Avengers. I finally got the hive trophy that had been chasing me forever and ever and ever. Which means now I'm all set for Hawkeye. What is it? Future Imperfect. Got the maestro out there. Whole bunch wow. of stuff. Can't wait. Real February sixteenth. A lot of words. February sixteenth. Everybody. Don't worry. Maybe fifteenth, wow. sixteenth. I think. I don't yeah, know. I can't it's remember. crazy how Save that game. <laughs> Save the date. I that game came out in September, yeah, and I'm already 16. at the point where I'm like, I don't know what's going on in that game anymore. That's why well, you just said a lot of believe, it, not, believe it or not, blessing, you'd be able to catch up very quickly. <laughs> very, very quickly. I was having that game. But that's the story of every time. February 16th, live reactions at everybody. Don't worry. PlayStation 5 update patch. See what's going on with Hawkeye. I can't wait. It's but Andy's for now birthday, too. Wow. Man, they know what a big fan he is. They probably put it out for the same reason. Just to do it. Uh, for now, ladies and gentlemen, let's move to hashtag PSI Love Photo Mode. This is our brand new segment uh, where we ask you to listen to this segment on the show. And then on Twitter, take your screenshots and photo modes from your favorite video games or whatever challenge prompt we give you. Tweet with the hashtag PS, I love photo mode. We go through and we pick a winner. What does the winner get? Nothing. But you all have a lot of fun and we all get to see what it is. Uh, if you want to start with runner up number one, it is Nate D. Daxter. Uh, he is a Ghost of Tsushima pick here. Uh, I think, yeah, my pick wasn't Ghost of Tsushima, or my prompt wasn't Ghost of Tsushima. It was about how much I was enjoying Judgment. And I said, that's just a game I jumped into. So, hey, everybody out there, whatever game you're playing right now, give me some hot, hot photo mode action from or your favorite screenshots from. Uh, if you're an audio listener here, Nate's uh, beautiful shot here of course is uh gin on his horse overlooking some water we got the reflections we got the leaves and then i like the understated just goes to shima logo right in the center bless you know hot. beautiful it's i don't hot. know if, yeah blessing you don't talk about it often so i don't know if, how you feel about it but ghost is a very beautiful game oh i mean i, yeah, I talk about heard, it all the time I've never <laughs> heard bless talk about ghost of tsushima <laughs> never heard oh, I don't, about it. Yeah. This what do you have against what do you have against andrew goldfarb blessing yeah. I, I I played Ghost with Andrew Goldfarb. I, I listen. I let it slide anything. when it came to Miles Morales because I don't like that game. <laughs> but oh, Ghost of Shima, you admitted it. He admitted it. 
We knew he would. Uh, then, yeah, you're, another runner up here is James Ashton. Another Ghost of Shima, just by uh, happenstance. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's meant to be viewed in horizontal instead of vertical, but I like it either way. Of course, the Japanese text there, uh, Jin overlooking, black and white for the most part, some gold accents, and then Ghost of Shima down there. It's like a really cool movie poster that I could see in the AMC like Cineplex. Just, just if I your head. There. It's really cool. Crushed it. Beautiful. I love it. Could be a great phone lock screen. You know what yeah. I mean? Just put it out there. Just put it out there, everybody. And then the one I picked as the best of the week, which was actually two weeks ago, uh, Dustin Cunningham, uh, who put out this uh, amazing uh, shot from uh, Blessing's favorite game, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, uh, Miles here in his cool techno suit. Or no, I guess that's not. That's the actually the uh, it's the uh, 20, 20 suit. It's oh, yeah, the, it is. It's, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. It's right, the right, 2099 right. suit, right? Yeah, in front of rocks on here with some great lighting. That, really, like you know, that area in like that part of the game is just like the, the best area to show off the like ray tracing and ray shit. tracing. It's yeah, so no, this yeah. Looks, the reflection looks amazing here. Beautiful, great work, everybody. Uh, blessing. Since that was my pick for the cool thing you're playing right now for hashtag PS, I love photo mode. That means for the next episode, you get to pick what is everybody gonna be trying to take photos of. Since we're doing our concrete genie book club, I figure it's only right to do concrete genie i don't know if that game has a photo mode but i'm sure we can figure it out take some great screenshots send them over hashtag PSLove photo mode concrete genie is the game i'm choosing uh we do a segment called trophies and chill where you can write in with your psn profiles we can go in we can judge them or we can just talk about trophies or we can do both today we're just talking trophies uh with the platinum in cyberpunk and avengers i am now at 145 platinum trophies on my psn profile blessing oh. which means we are five away from a milestone 150 which means we have to decide what i will platinum i have rules of course it has to be something i'd want to play it has to be something that basically i'd want to play you know what okay. i mean that's that that's the struggle i don't <laughs> want to just that rule out bloodborne if, no that's the uh. thing i have open so like what i had on the short list here was Iron Man VR, which I'm not that far off the platinum of. I have to do another playthrough of. But more importantly, I just don't think I'm in the mood to drag out all my VR stuff. Mm-hmm. I have Ghostbusters on here because, of mm-hmm. course, Ghostbusters Remastered got rid of the shitty multiplayer trophies. But then there's still hard mode, which is really a bitch. And then I have Bloodborne because over here I have the PSNprofiles.com uh, uh, Bloodborne trophy list up. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, what I still need to do. Like, what are the annoying tropes? Because right now, I haven't looked ahead for spoilers, obviously, ahead of time. I didn't want to know what was coming or where we were going. Mm. So as I look through the, this, they haven't broken up into different stages here. I made the save thing. Do I have to play through the game again? Is there a New Game Plus trophy? No, you don't need to play through New Game Plus as long as you have that save intact. Yeah, I'm going to be, uh, I'm, there are three endings. Okay. Just so you so, know. Yeah, I was going to get the second one after this show, if I have time before the next thing. Yeah, and so, so like, you're right, gonna do yeah. that. So both, all three of those endings are tied to different uh, uh, trophies. Um, I'm trying to think. You might want to back up that save on a USB because, like, I, depending oh, that's on what, what I did, that's what I did. No, it's on. Oh, it's you in did. The PS5 okay. right now in a USB. Perfect. Because depending on what you have in your inventory, I have no idea. You probably don't have uh, the thing you need to get the okay. third ending yet. Those things it's very easy to find. But you basically okay. have to collect three items. And to that's my that thing. So it's it, well theoretically, and I'm not. I know you're not a, a platinum person. Uh huh theoretically it would just be going back and beating enemies again and then beating specific things right yes but then there are i believe there are trophies tied to the chalice dungeons and i don't know how long those take that might be another 10 hours Mm -hmm. but i'm not even sure that'd be a tomorrow question see if tomorrow's online i gotta i gotta platinum miles uh eventually 
Oh, you got to. Yeah. I got Same. what do I have left? I've got unlock all skills, purchase all suits, perform a hundred combo. See, it, combo seasons. stuff, I'm sure 100 isn't actually that much, but no, it just sounds I, like I was, enough in my mind that I can see myself driving myself crazy by fucking up a 100-hit combo. I, I, I tried it a couple of times. Like, there were, like, a couple of areas where I was like, all right, I'm really going to try to go for this. It is kind of challenging, but someone was saying that if you knock it down to easy, if you get hit once, it doesn't break your combo. But if you get hit twice, that's when it breaks your combo. So, like, if it like it seems pretty easy if you just, like, take the time mm. to start an easy save and then do that. Perform 25 ceiling takedowns, smash uh, into 15 breakable objects. You had this. And then complete Oh, the, the it's plus. super easy. Yeah. I, ladies I, I and gentlemen, from games... Ladies and gentlemen, from GameSpot.com, it's Tamor Hussein. Hello, Tamor. Hi, how's it going? What do you need it's me for? Uh, hey, how hard is the Bloodborne Platinum? Do I have, like I, I? What do I need to do here? Is it going to be crazy? Uh, you'll have to do Chalice Dungeons, which are a bit of a pain in the ass. You've got to really be committed to them. Um, they are grindy. Um, okay. I I think they they're a long term thing. Imagine imagine trying to do that Avengers Platinum for way longer. Really? Ooh. The PSN yeah. profiles thing says fifty hours. I can't be that far off of fifty hours. I, I maybe it's the way I did it, but like I found it like the, the chalice dungeons are one part of Bloodborne that I cannot defend. I okay. like them, but they are a grind and I did parcel them out for myself. So it took a, quite a bit of time for me to get it done. And also okay. I think I, I used I tag teamed it with my younger brother who was like way more up for putting up for, with repetitive boring shit over and over again. Mm. So huh. if, I mean, like last time you played it, you're like, I'm done with this game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I beat it, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you beat Mikalash, which I'm very proud of you. But like, Thank um, you. uh, going forward, it's it's not the best content in the game. Annoyingly, it's got like really cool story stuff and unique bosses down there, but it's a lot of like grinding going to back to, to the same, yeah. And, and it's yeah. like procedurally generated almost, like you go back to the same areas over and over again. You'll quickly learn the layout of these dungeons and know that you've got to do them over and over again. Um, is this something I have to do like 300 of them or something? Mm-hmm. Or is it just, you, I think you just have to get to the end, right? Yeah, you just got to finish them, I think, if I remember okay. correctly. Uh, there right. is a lot of them, and it is fun if you really, really dig the combat. I do um, like the combat. That's not but my problem. It's, with it. it's a lot of repetitive environments, some occasionally dodgy mobs, um, and at the end, you might be like, uh, "It wasn't really worth it." I, okay. I did it as a, I did it as a flex. So, so here, because I'm on, I'm on again, psnprofiles.com. I'm looking at their trophy guide. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The main course of this stage, however, this is stage two, uh, is playing through the challenge dungeons. Throughout the game, you will have gotten three chalices from defeating three different bosses. These challenges can be used in the Hunter's Dream to create dungeons. They can be randomized, but you only need to complete the preset dungeons. The final boss of the yeah. final chalice dungeon is not so tough after all, however. Uh, the long way to it is, so you're going to need a beefed up character. Yeah, it's, it's tedious. Um, okay. it becomes tedious. I, okay. like I said, like it's doable. It's just whether you're, I mean, like I said, you did the Avengers thing and you played cyberpunk 9 million times trying to get that I platinum. So I, yeah. I think if you put your mind to it, you would make it through, but okay. be warned. It is, it is a tedious slog. I might look, I'll look into it. I'll look into it tonight. Okay. You know, when I settle back okay. in over okay. here, I'll do it and I'll see what, I, cause like, cool. and if my stats are real good, I'd be all right. Right. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard about this whole cum dungeon? What? Yeah, I, I am. I yeah. am all up in that. You go in there. I am all up in that cum dungeon. So, Tomorrow, I don't like this. I don't like it. Because yeah, I, I will lie to you guys. I, I spent a lot of time last night in the cum dungeon, and some this morning in the cum dungeon. Yeah, I've left yes. a lot of fluid in there. All, all right, right, cool. All right, see thanks, you guys. Sam. Have a good day. 
<laughs> oh, hey, wait. Oh, he's gone. I'll, I'll make sure I text him about the, the thing next week. He knows. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PS. I love you. XOXO. Blessing, what is, what is, why are I so wide? What are you worried about? You don't know about the cum, cum dungeon? Cum dungeon. It's just a lot. There was a there was a Kotaku article about the Come Dungeon on Friday. I saw I saw the title of it. I didn't actually read through it, so I still I don't know what it's about. But it sounds fascinating. It's a it's a great I guess user created dungeon. You put in the Come code and you go into it, and then you just walk over to a wall, and the guy dies, and then you get like eighty nine thousand souls, and then you use the one oh, thing shit. to restart the dungeon. You just do that as many times as you want and get infinite souls. Oh shit. Why is it called the? Cum Wait, dungeon? why do they call it the cum dungeon? Uh, the code is like C U M M M M, and then it's got something else. Like, oh, you put on there. Yeah, 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 gotcha. I was imagining like because he's giving you all the souls, like all the souls popping out, like maybe they all look like. Yeah, no, um, yeah. yeah, no, I understand. No, you had to take it to a dirty place, Barry. You know? Yeah, no, this was oh, never. It wasn't a dirty already thing, in a dirty place. All right, gotcha. This was never gotcha. a dirty place. Ladies and gentlemen, this is NPS. I love you, XOXO. The show isn't over, of course. You can go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. We're about to do the post show. You can hang out, see it all over there. Of course, you can get the show ad free on Patreon slash kind of funny games of course you can watch it live on patreon.com slash kind of funny games of course you can write in on patreon.com slash kind of funny games but if you don't have the buck i understand i'm sorry if you don't have the smacker i understand you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe each and every tuesday morning to get a brand new episode of course like i said something special on youtube.com slash kind of funny games this morning go check that out it's not just this show you can have some fun over there for now though we got a post show to do so until next time It's been our pleasure to serve you.